Get ready for Deadbeat Radio. All right. We are back. I am your hostess with the mostess, Sir Lance a Little. It is wonderful to be back here on Deadbeat Radio. I thank you all for joining us again here on Stage Diver Network. As always, we've got the wonderful Terry Snow keeping this plane afloat. What's up? What's up? And today we have a special guest who has made uh, many appearances on Stage Diver Network, so he's definitely no stranger to the network. Uh, I got a chance to travel with uh, this brilliant comedian um, two, three weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, to Florida for Fuckfest. You guys have heard us talk about it. And it is my pleasure to finally sit down here on Deadbeat Radio with Mr. Trey Pack. Yeah, man. Really excited to be here. Good. Uh, thanks for having me. That'll change. We'll, we'll, we'll beat that out of you in a little while. But, but no, man. I've wanted to have you for a while. Just things haven't uh, yeah. lined up. And so what it, today was great to have you. Um, how you been? I'm good, man. Just trying to, like, still recuperating from Fuckfest, believe it or not. Like, our sleep schedule was so, yeah, like, wonderful down there. And up here, it's just not. <laughs> Did I you have, have a I good time? I had a blast, man. I had an absolute blast. It was fun. Yeah, first, uh, uh, first performance wasn't great. Second performance was incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I had a blast. I've seen you since then, haven't I, Terry, since we got back to Fuckfest? Yes, yes. Uh, we did two nights, uh, Friday and Saturday. Again, wonderful. Raised uh, beyond the goal of money. Uh, great acts all weekend long. Uh, night one, Trey and I both ate shit. <laughs> Awful. Uh, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like... I mean, it was it was bad, like a shit sandwich deluxe, <laughs> like or a shit chalupa supreme. It had sour cream and tomato on it. It was bad. Uh, and then night two, we got a chance for redemption, much better. Uh, that night had its own issues, though. <laughs> yeah. But we had a, a singer of one of the bands uh, who was quite the intoxicated douchebag. Mm, that'll happen Terrible. all night long, all <laughs> night long. And, and you know, here's the really shitty thing about it too: um, you're a performer. Mm-hmm. You fucking know better, right? right? So, so again, Terry, you you filmmaker, you've done you know some uh, uh, film uh, festivals and things with some of your projects. Mm-hmm. Um, if you went to one of these festivals and broke all the rules, talked during somebody's movie, badmouth somebody's movie on a on you know like th- how how fast would they turn the, on on you for that? Well, I mean, you'd be gone immediately, especially in like a film setting where you're supposed to be quiet in the theater and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And that's what he was doing. <laughs> he was talking comedy, to yeah. um cuz what it was is is there were a few bands. They went on mostly Saturday night. We didn't have too many yeah. bands Friday. Uh, right, yeah. uh except I think was Chucky the- Campbell there Friday? The hip hop uh, white was, guy. Chucky was there on. Was yeah, Saturday? It was Saturday. So, okay, so was Friday Saturday. was mostly hip hop and comedy. Uh, the other thing too, I think that helped a lot was they did all the comedy together Saturday and Friday. They did music, comedy, music, comedy, and the vibe is so different for both arts. Yeah. It really fucked up. You would get into like the yeah for the band, and then the comic comes on, and you don't instantly switch to shut the fuck up mode. Exactly. Mm, okay, I gotcha. But yeah. uh, Saturday, this guy was drunk, heckling comics, heckling uh, rap artists, uh, gropey with female rap artists. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that fucking. Awful. Uh, damn it, cookies and cake. Cookies and cake, man. man. They're, They're so good. They're great, dude. Terry, they are fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it's these two uh, uh, plus-size white girls rapping mm-hmm. in the style of old school, uh, like... Um, 
like the Fat Boys and like oh, old man. school 80s hip hop, uh, JJ Fad, Salt and Pepper, like original oh, yeah, gotcha, 80s gotcha, old school. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. And they're a hoot, dude. They got, they know yeah. who they are. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, man. man. So for some reason, if Cookies and Cake or anybody who knows Cookies and Cake happens to hear this, please let them know we have mad love. They were there at Fuckfest last year. Yeah. They come out and hand out uh, kazoos in one song and you blow mm-hmm. a kazoo and. <laughs> Uh, so they're great. They're great. But um, yeah, they were. He was a dick and yeah, got not, kicked out of the band the next day. So yeah. I will say, I had one of my favorite uh, moments in comedy. It was like the most, the biggest stroke of brilliance I've ever had. Is that the lot? The cell like, phone. The whole life. Brilliant. Have uh, I told you about this yet, Terry? N- no, no. Listen Lance, to this. Lance was there. absolutely genius. So, absolutely genius. So Lance is like Lance brought me to the show. Like he he was going anyway. Had mm-hmm. like rides fell through. It's a shit show. And he finally was like, hey. You're the first person I want to ask, man. Do you want to go down to Florida? And I just happen to be on vacation. Perfect. So on stroke on, of luck. On Friday, of course, the leader of the Deadbeats of Comedy is going to headline. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like I'm, I'm assuming Bubs Bubs Harris, who's running the thing, is about to bring me up and then Lance. But he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, Lance Adams, everybody. Oh yeah, dude, like, I was outside smoking. Oh, uh, yeah. Like literally, because they were like, "All right, here's the plan. It's gonna go you, 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 and then then Lance." So that's what Bubs tells me. So I was like, "Cool, I got a comic, and this is this is what a comic does. A comic's like, "All right, I got this one comic to go smoke. I need to pee. I gotta brush my beard. All right, that one may be specific to me, but anyway, right. I gotta pee. I gotta get a, I gotta get a beer. I'm at the end of this beer. Right. I want a beer. So you've got this. Um, the the clock is ticking moment. Yes, and I'm outside for my chug as much of a cigarette as I can. So I I run outside. And I'm like, "Hey, Lance. Like he's he just called your name. Like you gotta go." Cigarette lit, like, drop. I mean, Lance, of course, is not going to be like, tell him to hold the fuck on. He's like, he runs in. And the entire crowd, I mean, like. They were again, already. Again, yeah, they're already in music mode. Like, comedy, yeah, had that's long yeah. gone. Yeah, and now they've waited for a comic that's had that awkward beat of, I don't know if you've ever awkward, been to a show and seen that, yeah. where a host calls for a comic that doesn't come up. If there's an awkward moment where people are, they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, bro, I was talking the other day, and like the momentum yeah, goes exactly. quick. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure you've had it happen at, at some of your hosting gigs where you called oh, a comic and they were not there. They take forever, yeah. And I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's you know a big part of you yeah. being a host is to like. Yeah. So, but to... this was embarrassing. I do not let that happen to me. No. I was thoroughly no embarrassed. Knew. Yeah. He he switched the lineup, but hey, the show must go on. You yeah. got to dump up, jump up, and do what you got to do. And I I ran. So so Lance has his thing, and like like I said, we, it's not that like when Lance says we ate shit, it wasn't anything. You, know, no. you, ne- you never blame the crowd, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never a thing that right. you do. They just weren't in comedy they, mood. Yeah, they, they weren't in the comedy mood. So it's nothing. I mean, we could have went out there and been Dave Now, the first, the first round of comics was from um, mostly Alabama, Montgomery, and um, Mobile. And it was Kurt Keller, who's been a guest on yeah. the show, who's Kurt, always out there for us. We love him. Um, Trey Brown, who is also brilliant out of Montgomery. And then Nicole Sanders, the most recent deadbeat. So we got to give a shout-out mm-hmm. to her. The first female deadbeat and the newest recruit uh, since Wiley Farrar. So nice. they'll be uh, – and they did well. But, again, it was that, hey, comedy's happening, so the mood Please dropped to comedy. Yeah. And then when it went back up, it just never came back down for us. And then I was late, which added to it. And then that, now I'm off my guard, and so – yeah, bad. So, so Lance like gets off stage and it's just been like absolutely terrible, um, to the point that I was like, I, I don't know what to do. So I walked up, grabbed the mic, super loud, super aggressive, and my best Jay Kendrick like yelly like, "How y'all doing, fuck fest?" Like, and not no clap, not, like I, cricket, I, cricket. I realized that maybe in the hundred people, hundred hundred plus 
people. Oh yeah, the place was packed. The place was cool. Maybe maybe five people are listening, or the other comics are listening, and only half ass at that. So I had the brilliant idea. I I don't know where it came from. To this day, pressure. Yeah. I was like, hey, y'all, like those of you that are listening to me, I'm used to performing. I just completely lie. I'm like, hey, my name is Trey Pack. I'm used to performing in front of really big crowds um, on big stages. Like, I made them, yeah. like, I made myself seem so like I was roll, important. You, roll it up. It's getting deep in here. But right. it was, yeah. it, it goes into the most brilliant So I was like, uh, I, I'm ever. used to having, uh, it's a dark room. There's no, literally no lighting. Yeah, it's all lit up with, like, it's all black lights. It's all made for bands. Yeah. yeah, and it's all lit up with, like, black light paintings. And so it's got this kind of cool, cool jazz hippie vibe. Mm, is that you. not fair? Yeah, So, absolutely. again, it's, the stage is really small, and it is dark, but it's lit up with, like, black light posters and neon paintings that give it a headshot vibe. Exactly. So, again, picture that. So, again, it is pretty dark, and this fat motherfucker was, says the most brilliant thing ever. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I made myself look like I'm, you know, the next Ralphie May. I'm like, hey, I'm used to being on big, yeah, I'm used to having a spotlight. If you can hear me right now, if you would, for my first joke, uh, pull out your phone and turn your flashlight on because I need you to see me for my first joke. Gotcha. And then it's like, it's like flies to light. Literally. Like a Led Zeppelin concert. Yeah, the yeah. first lighter goes up and, <laughs> and then, then all, because people are, are, are like mods. They really are. Because like, what, like at first, when he first does it, like the three comics that are listening play along because they feel sorry for you because they're comics. And they're exactly. like, I got your back. And then like the two people next to them. And then it just, and it, honestly, like fucking fireflies. Boop, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was brilliant. And I even turned into Cole Sanders and I said, that is the most brilliant thing ever. And she was like, "Yeah, because it was con- it was contagious in a way that is very hard to do on the fly in a mob mentality. Because you can eventually get a slow clap going, but that's still hard to do. Yeah. You can eventually get a regular applause going. Still takes some work. This was just like so genius. The, I I should have like went into because I had so at this point I have the bar's attention. How long I will have it is I know it's going to be short. So I'm like, what is the best short joke I have? And that's what I should have went with, but I didn't. I wanted people to see me because I have an opener where I'm like, hey, I'm Trey Pack. I'm 23 years old, and I've yet to find a T-shirt that my nipples don't show through. I need Love it. it. That's why familiar. I wanted their light. I was like, I need y'all to look and like don't don't objectify me, but look at my nipples. Please look at my look nipples. Look at the extra light. That, again, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely and then, brilliant. Like w- within 60 seconds, like there's four lights on me. I'm like, yeah. all right, y'all, y'all can turn them off. It's fine. Thank you. Oh, and you'll have to excuse me this week. I'm getting over a little hack, so I've got a hack. So I'll, it's easier for me just to cough and get over it than to make Terry mute constantly. So I'm sorry. It was, Again, it was brilliant. Absolutely genius. I was so impressed. And I was like, dude, did you just think of that? Or have you done that before? He's like, no, uh-huh. just thought about it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but people don't realize how, again, that night I hosted the comedy part on Saturday. On Saturday. It went yeah. so much better. Yeah, but again, the, we put a whole block of comedy. So Bubs Harris, the the deadbeat uh, Godfather, his band was playing. Um, they also have just gotten a recent lead singer. So if you want to put all of that information together from the beginning of this story, you do what you got to do. But anyway, uh, Popper's Grave. If you like thrash punk, they're really good. Don't know how their new lead singer is. Uh, their old lead singer, eh, it wasn't really my thing. Uh, but the uh, the band themselves, great. And obviously, Bubs fucking love him. We got a chance to have him on a few weeks back. The best part of the whole. Um, like the whole festival was going down. I mean, even before we even left, Lance was like, Hey, 
we might end up in the blaze. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, might like, sleep. Because yeah, we, we, it was all on the fly, super cheap. I was broke. And I was like, hey, man, so just so you know, there's a good chance we're spooning in the blazer in Bubs' driveway if we can. And we went, but we packed blankets, like pillows. Yeah, we, we, we went. Were ready to go. But it's a giant blazer that yeah. we could have done it. Yeah. It was, if, you, it, if you had to sleep in a car. Been okay, yeah. Um, but like we ended up at at Bubs's house, which is just like suburban, like beautiful five minutes Imagine from the, the Golden Girls' house. Mm, that's okay. perfect. Is that not verbatim? We, we each get like we get our own bed, our own bedroom. His kids Ooh. weren't there that weekend. And oh. finally, we asked, we were like, yo, man, can we just park in your driveway? We just want somewhere, like, safe to crash. And his girlfriend, Sabina, who is awesome. awesome. I met her last year at Fuckfest. She cooked for us. She was fantastic. A wonderful human being. Absolutely love to her. So if she hears this, please know you're awesome. Okay. She she heard us ask about the driveway because Bob was like, you got to ask. And yeah. she came up and was like. No, you can't sleep in my driveway. You get to ask in the house. And she had even said before, told Bubs, no comics. No comics. She's had a bad comic experience. Something about dirty socks on a couch. <laughs> and uh, she said, no, none. Uh, the, whole, the whole time Lance is just like, um, like we're momming the whole situation. We're just like, like momming ourselves. It's like. Damn it, Trey! You better you act like somebody. <laughs> You're saying that somebody's you better act like somebody. Yeah, I, so I we told just Trey. It to I said, "Hey, other. man, you need to be the house guest. Your mama thinks you are exactly. okay, and I think that's a good rule. I think for anybody crashing in anybody's house. Now, as you know, this person more and crash there more. There does an intimacy level uh, increase in the meter. Of I think course, that's fair. Right. Uh, but there, there is that instant house guest. Like, see, I'm a good house guest. Like, I I know my because my mom raised me right she made sure house guest and told me how to do it and I'm, I'm i i'm respectful i'm like all right we gotta do this i do shit at other people's house i won't do it my own yeah. and oh, so yeah. i'm a good house guest and so i know how to do it and i've seen shitty house guests because i've had bad house guests and i've had friends that are bad house guests so right. i know the bad side and that's i think the good be the house guest your mama thinks you are when you're the house guest away from her exactly and yeah. i think that's it no, man. Uh, Fuck face was an absolute. Oh blast, yeah, dude. Man. Got to see a great new band. Chucky Campbell was oh, amazing. God, oh my god, dude. Such good hip hop. Uh Terry, uh, they were really kind of old school throwback to like uh Far Side, Black Alicious, um, that kind of nineties De La Soul, even oh, that nineties okay, thinking hip hop, mm-hmm. big brass, uh, oh, okay. uh heavy beats, white rapper, which was, you know, one of those things that still gets um a, a, a sideways glance, mm-hmm. which is, is weird. Brooklyn. And the cool thing he had this like black rhythm section. So he had we, bone, I, I love you. You were brilliant. I met the I met the trombone player out back before I knew who he was. <laughs> and we just fell in love right away, just instant kindred spirits. The, the trumpet player, I can't remember his name anyway, came out awesome, loved them, met their drummer, uh, and then they were fantastic. And it was just so different. Good, good, good hip-hop. And uh, uh, the funny thing was, as we were talking, didn't really know who each other was, and uh, they were telling me about their act. And I was like, okay, cool, I can't wait to see this. Blown away, absolutely blown away. Um, I was talking to the, the trombone player out back, and uh, – I said, Bone, all right, cool, man. We'll keep in touch. Get on Facebook. And he went, yeah, look me up. And I, I don't know his name to save my life. He's Bone. But he was like, yeah, look me up. I'm Hamasamahala Hamahala. Like, had one of these names. And I was like, uh, how about you look yeah, me up? Yeah, I'm Lance man. Adams, right? Okay. <laughs> look, I'm really easy to find. Like, how about you look me up? Uh-huh. Right. Um, but I love the guy. Just instant brotherhood. He was fantastic. Yeah. Got to introduce you to a couple things on that trip. We got a couple first. Big Low. Got to meet Big Low Big and Lowe see him. Great. He was fantastic. We've Jamal spoke very high. Jamal is amazing. 
Uh, absolutely fantastic. Cookies and cake and Whataburger. Ate Whataburger for the very first time. Got to I introduce you to some Whataburger. I've never had it. Um, it, it is really good. In the mm-hmm. in the pantheon of the fast food places discussed that are regional, that are always competing, mm-hmm. um, I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not a fan of the In-N-Out. I've had it too. Uh, don't like uh, It wasn't terrible, but I just... I, so I know there's a controversy right now that In-N-Out donated to a Republican fund, and now people are saying to boycott it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, here's my deal. You know, normally that would be the kind of thing that would actually make me like a company more. Right. But um, long before that happened, in uh, Austin, we were in Austin for the World Beard and Mustache Championship, and they had In-N-Out, and we got to go. I had already had Whataburger like the week before on tour with the Deadbeats in Alabama, so I just recently got that end of the the taste the the Pepsi challenge. Right. <laughs> we went to In and Out, and they lost my vote with their stance on mayonnaise. <laughs> they take a hard hard line on mayonnaise there, mm-hmm. and I I'm personally very offended by it. Now, <laughs> again, as somebody with strong convictions on many topics who believes that everybody should have their turn to say and don't think we should judge people instantly by what they believe, we're open to all thoughts. Mm-hmm. If you want to put mustard on your hamburger, that's your business. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to put ketchup on a hot dog, you go for it. If you want to fucking put uh, ranch dressing on your your uh, chicken sandwich, go for I don't care, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm a mayonnaise guy, right? That is my... First off, I loathe ketchup. I do want to throw that out there. Ketchup is the devil's sauce. I won't touch it. You want it, that's fine, but I'm not getting it from the fridge for you. I make my kids go get their own. Fuck that shit. I don't like the way it (laughs) smells. I don't want nothing to do with it. Mustard on some things. Hot dog. I want a little mustard. So I'm not Uh, anti-mustard. Certain sandwiches. Anything with pastrami. Reuben. You know? Certain potato salads. I'm in. But generally... I'm a mayonnaise guy. Burgers are the best. Oh, With yeah. a burger, I want mayonnaise. For sure. Mayonnaise, I, pickles, lettuce, man. See, that's fine. I'm a mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato. Mm. Onions, okay. That's the way to go. We yeah. can sometimes go crazy, throw a fried egg on there. You know, I'm <laughs> cool with that. I put mayonnaise in my eggs. I get scrambled eggs. I do a dollop of mayonnaise. Oh, really? That's, that's, that's interesting. All right. So I grew up that way. My dad did it, so I did it. So now my kids do it. Um but it's just the way it is. It's a long but, lineage of... Yeah, yeah. Scrambled eggs. I know a lot of people do ketchup, but whatever. Same way you would do with, like, potatoes. See, on potatoes, I don't want nothing. I'm no ketchup, no nothing. Ranch for a fry, but whatever. So, scrambled eggs. We do mayonnaise, mm-hmm. right? Just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And and people always, all my life, I would go to their house. They'd serve scrambled eggs for breakfast. I'd be standing around thinking, it's mayonnaise. This is gross. Oh, my God. That's so gross. And I go, stop. <laughs> just stop. Here's the deal. If you were to eat a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich... What would your go-to condiment be? Nothing. Really? Yeah. Most people go mayonnaise. That's. I mean, that would be. I don't think you, so. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, well, like <laughs> if you get like, if you get one served <laughs> no. at like a fast food restaurant, they'll frequently have mayonnaise on that sandwich. Okay. Or if you go to like a Waffle okay. House, they'll serve it with a side of mayonnaise. And okay. so again, people, that is acceptable. Okay. What the fuck is mayonnaise? It's eggs and. But bam! There you go. It's ashes to ashes. I'm returning it to whence it came. Okay, that's all. It's a, it's egg with more egg. Yeah. It's it's egg with egg sauce. When you really think about it, right? It's egg pudding, right? It's that's that's all it is. Um. So yeah, I'm a mayonnaise guy. I go to In and Out. I get up there and I see they have some kind of special sauce. Like I always take a look at the picture of the burger. If they have ketchup coming out, like a Whopper yeah. or um, you know, uh, Wendy's. Wendy's. Yeah. So I, now I'm cool. Hey, no ketchup, no pickle. That's my two thing. No ketchup, no pickle. I'm cool with everything else. And no mustard. I like mustard, but not on a burger. 
So again, I go in, I go, uh, what's the sauce? I'll ask, it might be something good. She was like, uh, it's, um, and I can see it's clearly Thousand Island. And I was like, you know what? Nah. And she stutters for a minute. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want any of that. And I was like, well, maybe on the side, what is it? She was like, well, it's, uh, and she does everything not to say Thousand Island sauce. Of course, right. Right, everything. She's like, it's like a, uh, it's like a, it's like a mayonnaise-based sauce, and I was like, mm, okay, may, you know, no, no, I was like, okay. none of that. I was like, let me just get no, no that sub mayo. Yeah. We don't have mayo. Not, what? That's, that makes Do you sense. hear the pin drop in the room? That's the moment I had at the counter, <laughs> and I, I stopped. And I went, what? Like the record screeches in my head. Everyone looks up. Yeah, because like <laughs> if that's not your condiment, I get it, but. All restaurants have it. Oh yeah, right. right? And she was Your just sauce like, "Sauce is mayonnaise." Yeah, based. and then, that's what I said. No, that was that's verbatim <laughs> that's what a I good said, right? Point, and so I, that was why I said, "Hey, how do you have a mayonnaise-based sauce but don't have mayonnaise?" You tell me, In and Out's not making their sauce. No, in and I get it. They have a commission. Somebody sells it, yeah. and just like Hooters doesn't make their wing sauce in the back. I get it, right? right? right. And so yeah. I was, but I, I put her on the spot. She was like, "Uh, what?" Uh, I was like, fuck it. Just no sauce, no nothing. Fine. I'll eat a dry burger. And so I, I, I ate a dry burger. I was very upset. It wasn't terrible. Their fries were delicious. The shake I got was good. But I, the burger I was un, unedible because it was no mayonnaise. Dry as fuck. You don't even have like a pack. Dry yeah, as pack pack Concession stands at a, a public pool have a pack. <laughs> right. right. You can right. dig through a drawer in the doctor's <laughs> office and find a pack. Right. Like, how do you not have a pack? Like what? You so could, you literally could have just walked around the restaurant. Like, I uh, anybody I, have mayonnaise in their car? Instantly, there's a good chance I have it in my car, but I don't want to go back and walk. Like you, they lost me right there. I'm out. Right, right. and so I agree. That's I lost point. right away. What a burger, however, is delicious. Okay, For those of you who are listening local to East Tennessee and have never had it, the closest thing I would say is Pals. Yeah. And that's still regionally specific because we're a little east east. You just got back from John City. I'm mm-hmm. assuming you've eaten a Pals. Yeah, I just recently uh, ate Pals <coughs> for the first time. Oh, so. okay, that's yeah, pretty good. Uh, so know. here's here's the way I describe them in Pokemon terms, which I don't often use as a scale to describe things. It's but for game. I I loathe Pokemon and all anime, but it makes sense <laughs> to everybody. I think the Pokemon evolution is Sonic, Pals, Whataburger. Right. Yeah. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same type of burger. It's a a wider, thinner burger. Yeah, it's um, it. yeah. It's not overly seasoned. It's kind of basic shredded lettuce, mm-hmm. right? I'm, uh, mayonnaise again. Of course, at Sonic, you got your choice. But basic mayonnaise burgers, I like. Um, large, buttery, soft bun. Yes, and just they get better as you go. So it's that kind of place. Nice. Now, unlike the Frenchy fries at Pals, which are to die for. Whataburger has onion rings that will make you slap your grandma. So good. Interesting. Yeah. So they have yeah. spicy ketchup. Yeah, again, I can't speak on this, so I'll let Trey take this. But they, they have some of their own brand of spicy ketchup. So, well, so the one thing I do put in my eggs, other than the salt and pepper, is I will do hot sauce and ketchup. Gross, but I get it. Common. Like, it disgusts <laughs> right. me. But I have a brother who does it and just makes me want to vomit. And that's, and that's they're like, oh, they have spicy ketchup. I was like, so, so I have a question. Okay, is that it? It's, it's, it's ketchup and Texas. Pizza. I was telling my wife about it, and she was like, what is it? And I was like, yeah, you and I both know I don't know the answer to that question. I didn't trace it. Like, you know this. She was like, I was like, well, I don't know either. Is it peppery spice? No, it's See, it's I, ketchup, I it's, saw you. I want to also give a shout out. Again, ketchup disgusts me. But Trey, on our uh, trip down, put pepper in his ketchup. Okay. And I was like, okay. And I even told him then. I was like, you're going to like Whataburger. 
they got a special ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wondered if it was basically that. Because I was hoping for you that here you've been doing this thing your whole life. And then a restaurant finally gets it and yeah. makes it for <laughs> you. It, it, was, it was exactly what I would make at home. Just Texas, okay. Texas Pete. See, I don't like hot yeah, sauce. Right. But I don't like spicy food. I'm a wiener. Right. Like big old puss. Like big, big puss. <laughs> Yellow mustard will make me sweat. I love it. Ooh. Sauerkraut. Dude, I gotta, I, like, I'm wiping my brow like I've been picking beans all day. Like, <laughs> I, it's bad. It's bad. Like, I'm, I'm a wiener. People will ask me, am I, am I okay? Like, I, right. it's bad. If I get, like, a hold of something chilly that can be just at the edge where I like it, but it's, it's like, the top for me, and most people are like, I would shove this straight up my butthole. I'm fine. <laughs> like, this this wouldn't hurt. Like, I, I like, yeah, and, and I'm, like, sweating, and people are like, are you having a heart attack? <laughs> Is your left arm numb? Are you okay? Dude, I'm going through napkins, like, wiping my forehead, sh- paper sticking to my bald-ass head, like, toilet paper, dingleberries. It's bad. <laughs> and uh, I took... Uh, uh, like hot sauce just is not happening for me. My wife loves sriracha. That's her thing. Not a big fan. Uh, never had it. Uh, don't intend to start. I do like buffalo, but again, like uh, if if hot and spicy was pegging, I'm like maybe half a tip. Like that's the best I'm taking. Like I'll I'll take a, a chicken strip in a little tiny bit of buffalo into some ranch to kind of balance it. Like I right. want a, mm, a little, right. but I'm a wiener, total wiener. I love how Deadbeat Radio has like suddenly become like the travel channel. Like, we're, just, we're just giving travel advice and, and food advice. It's great. Hey, we talk about what the fuck ever comes up here. That's what exactly. we do. So I love in this case, it happened to be hot and spicy, but uh, well, Whataburger, Whataburger, yeah, which was, again, I liked it. If you ever get a chance to go, I know they're in Alabama, yeah. Texas, um, okay. open 24 hours, super milkshake. Do we got a car salted caramel Salt, milkshake? First salted caramel, anything I've ever eaten. Oh, it's I mean, good. Oh it's good. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not heavy salt, but, uh, things like, um, chocolate covered peanuts, chocolate covered pretzels. Mm-hmm. It's in that same, um, yeah. I, I saw one of those things where they were like chocolate covered bacon and I was like, Oh, that's gross. And I was like, wait, is it? Wait, no, it's, that's savory. It, it might be. Yeah, Cause yeah. I thought chocolate covered peanuts and I was like, I like that. That's salty and crispy. That's not that weird. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. I'm, I don't think I could eat, like, tons of it. It seems rich. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the milkshake was great. Sadly, I left it in the car, tried it the next morning. Not so great the next day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, ate, um, we ate checkers down there. Checkers, yeah. yeah. The checkers. Trey and the Red checkers. Rallies, uh, if you had a rallies. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're the exact same thing. It's a Carl's Jr. Hardy's kind of situation. Okay. It's the best French fries. Uh, yeah, because they have that real spicy, again, t- yeah. at the top of my level of doable, but uh, like a seasoned salt. Uh, Arby's uh, curly fries. Regular fries. Have you been to Checkers or Rallies, Terry? Uh, I don't think I have, no. It's good. Again, it's a pull-through place, like a Pals, like a drive through only. Um, but it's uh, their French fries are done like most of uh, uh, potato uh, wedges, from like a Bojangles are done frequently, but the best example is Arby's curly fries with an erection because yes, yeah, they're not yeah, curly exactly. at all. Yeah, exactly. they're not pla- flaccid. They're they're but they're delicious. They really are good. Uh, and then we, I'm still mad about this. I love Jack in the Box. I got to have it when I was in Nashville. Have you ever had a Jack in the Box? Uh, yes, a couple times. Their tacos are to kill for. Two for a dollar, deep fried, in a paper bag disgusting and perfect they're like the killer clowns of tacos killer clowns matter space of tacos they're fantastic we saw a place i was like this is it it said jack's logo was the same font i was like oh they've changed like kfc kentucky fried chicken cool we go there this don't look like jack but we order it was good i'm not it wasn't bad it was fine Turn out later, totally different company. Was not jack in the box i told trey i took him to his first jack in the box i lied to him i didn't mean to 
but we, it happened. We googled uh, it. I was like, I was like, Jack in the yeah, Box near me, and it like popped up this place. There, yeah. So we were like, yeah, and I was like, no, because I had hyped these tacos up, man. Did you have the tacos when you were there? Uh, no, I didn't know they had tacos. Yeah, they have everything. That's what two, I like. Two for one. Yeah, they're tacos. two for a buck. And and the thing about Jack in the Box for anybody who's never been, they have everything, and they're twenty four hours. Oh. So if you want. Uh, chicken they have chicken they have like fish again it's like long johns deep fried they have tacos salads pitas burgers the works uh-huh. so when everybody's trying to get together stoned at two in the morning yeah. and go i want this i want this fuck it we're going to jack of the box we'll all get what we want <laughs> exactly there you go. and they're great their advertising campaigns are funny but they have these tacos and they're two for a dollar if i remember correctly it's been a while and, and they're deep fried. When I say they're deep fried, like they literally take a frozen taco, shell meat already in there, and they throw it in the fryer. And then they get it out and they shove like, like I mean, it has to be like through some kind of enema machine because they're sealed, fried, like almost like a anything you, like a taquito, you know yeah. how they kind of seal sometimes. So, But they shove lettuce and this kind of like red sauce in it. They throw it in a bag like a fucking Weigel's corn dog. And they're awful. In the best way. Of course, right. They have a they they they're the first dollar menu I remember that was worth a shit. They have a jumbo jack, you know, yeah. which see I'm I'm big on the dollar menus and they've kind of went away and I hate that. Yeah. I love again. I know you're you're a fast food guy like me. Yeah. You love a good you know love, and love uh, a good dollar menu. I love a dollar. I'm I'm really pissed that goes away. Um, okay, so that that takes me to something that I wanted to talk to you about later, but we'll uh, get into this. Um, I've known you for a while and I absolutely love you as a person. Again, that's why I asked you to, if I had to be in a car with eight hours for somebody, you know, you're in my short list. Yeah. <laughs> um, love you as a comic. I think you're a brilliant comic. I've watched you since, you know, you pretty much started. I, I know we talked the other day that you had started, left, came back. Yeah. So I know, um, th- from just kind of popping in and out, I've watched your career thus far and been a big fan of your, uh, path and arc. And so, that. um, but let's let's do something that can be a little serious and, and so is, is honest um you're a large dude right yeah. you don't deny it you make jokes about it Big like dude, you're cool yeah. about it um I and when a comic comes out with any particular and i thought about this because I, I have this uh a similar family of uh instant opinions with the large beard anytime you have any instantly recognizable definable trait that is not of something people see every day they instantly have opinions of you. And mm-hmm. so I, I wondered, I was thinking about earlier when, when we talked about you coming on. Um, as a large comic, I know you do, I'm fat jokes. I do, yeah. I'm bearded guy jokes. I mean, like, yeah, it, I, it's, it's, it's the same. Um, I had this ammunition. Yeah. I'm not women, <laughs> you know, get flack from the I have a vagina jokes. We all have something that we, we go to. If you have nothing, why are you on stage? Exactly. And so I'm torn on it myself, but where do you fall with the I – I have a responsibility to overcome stereotype versus this is an advantage and I'm obligated to address the elephant in the room. So that's actually, that's the number that you ever like put it that way. Um, that's why I have the show. Hey, well, of course. That's, yeah. the, that's why I'm that's here. That's why you paid the big bucks. Um, there are bucks. Stop, Trey, stop. <laughs> Terry, Terry, sure Terry, get Mitch in here. I want Mitch in here right now. I, did not know there were bucks. I've got a beer. I'll take um, small there has bucks. been a blunt a time or two, but nobody mentioned bucks. Stop. Okay. Anyway, all right. I digress. So um, please go ahead. So when I when I first started um, doing comedy, um, and even um, which is how long? Uh, I started um, 
in November of 2015. So I started almost three years ago. Okay. I always have been doing comedy collectively um, a year and a half from the breaks and things that I've taken. Um, well, it's, well, it's almost two years now. Yeah. Either way. Uh, when I it's fir- about what I thought. but uh, when I fir- I'll, I'll even take it a step uh, further back. When I first started performing, um, I was a theater major in college. Okay, cool. Um, we had, share that. Had, I, not in college, but theater. We share a theater background. I was theater in high school and loved right, it. Right, so I, I never had stepped foot on a stage until I got to college. Okay. I was I was literally the. the I assume I, this is the stereotype football player. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's yeah. again like everybody. I, I played I played ball. You know. Uh, at least you could say yes, tall guy. You play basketball? No. Uh, <laughs> I play D and D. We we come in all kinds of sizes and shapes. Um, right. No. Um. So, I uh, when I first started performing, I um had always like was always okay with being a big dude. It was always fine. It was never an issue. Even as a kid, you were never, as, as I'm kid, sure there are times as a kid. No, as a kid growing okay. up, I got picked on. And then basically my, my friends, quote unquote, <laughs> they, my friends that picked on me growing up realized like, Oh wait, he, he's going to help our football team. later. Right. So if, okay. Trey, if Trey's okay. happy, then, <laughs> so I, mean, I got picked on less. We're all insecure about something. And right. some of them are more, you know, I, I say uh, on a lot of things, uh, I know at a gay coming out is always referred to as the closet. We all have a closet. Yeah. We all have something that we hide. Uh, you know, obviously some people's are more important. So people have a bigger closet. They're more free to be themselves on some degree and only hide that little thing. Some yeah. people have a super tight closet and can't even stick yeah. a hand out. Exactly. And so we all have different, you know, closets of something and um, we're all insecure about something. Those are, those are traits we share with everybody. Yeah. And um, I, I have my own still to this day. You know, I have my own, of course. Um, yeah. uh, even on a, uh, uh, another degree you break it down I have issues even with my beard I have you know as much as I love it and it's a it's a focal yeah. point of my my personality and who I am just because it becomes those things I still have you know insecure things I see other people and I'm like Moo. but so obviously as a child you did have yeah, some I, insecurities I, I got picked on growing up you, as, as long as I've known you you've seen hey, yo I'm me like yeah. very self aware Um. so when I first so when I first started performing um, I, I figured out what the term typecasting was. Right. And basically, my theater director, um, I know he'll probably never listen to this, his name was Michael Golubeski, who I will go down. If I make it big or never make another dollar telling jokes, like I will always go down to saying that um, Michael Golubeski introduced me to the stage. Nice. And so nice. he is. Uh, what was the typecast for you in the theater? I was big dude. All right. I was the like, buffoon. Exactly. Yeah. And he was he was the one that taught me like, hey, use your size. Two people stuck in a doorway. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> use your size to be funny. And I was and I was super not okay with that. I was like, man, I, I and I learned I was like, man, I'm a good actor. Like I don't don't typecast me. Right. Um. I don't and, mind it. And I well, I realized when doing stand up, I was like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't mind they're, it. They're wow. Yes, like, in, like yes, I was a talented actor. I think I did okay as a comic, yeah. but I'm for my first stint. I was like, I don't want to bring up me being a big guy. I don't want to. Also, don't. It, it was, I felt like such a weird way about it, because I didn't want to be like, oh, I want to be pro. I don't um, want to be the professional fat guy. Well, that I also I don't, don't want to be like I don't want to encourage being big. Right at the time, I saw that as like a lesser okay thing. Okay. To where now it's just evolved completely. I mean, that's um, I have a. I mean, I have whole. You have very. 10, you have several sets. body positive jokes. Right uh, in the PC world, uh, we call that body positivity. 
Right. Uh, and so we don't want to fat shame anybody, but we want you to own your own self. Exactly. I mean, yeah. man. And I, I think that is real. As much as I make fun of those people for that, no. kind of, those are, it's like, yeah, you, you I, should. I, I but at I, the same time, when I go, that dude, well, you fat ass, like yeah. to, to somebody in front of me at the bank, that's not one of those that's things the, that where you should be, oh, I'm so offended. You know, no. fuck it. I'm talking to myself in a car or so, whatever. So that's actually like, that's kind of what I'm getting at is I had that, um, I had that moment of the epiphany. Uh, well, yeah, I had the epiphany to to say like, um, yes, I'm a big dude, but no, like I've I've never been ashamed of it. It's always just been, oh, like, just don't bring it up. Like, stand on your own merit. Don't don't be the big right. comedian. Just be a right. comedian. Right. I was like, no, like you, and that's I, I'm a firm believer in the uh, like you know if you don't have something that makes you you, like why are you on stage? Like why why are you yeah, wasting my yeah. time? Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, uh, why every artist has to have a unique perspective or we could have just done with the people that came before you who did the same exactly so my thing now is just like not necessarily um you know i'm not like on stage preaching um body positivity I'm right. no i've I, never i literally have a joke that i'm do- i've done it for a long time but like i'm doing it um at mike's and shows uh re- like now i'm but like i was doing sit-ups and my dick went in my belly button. right like <laughs> Finish it. Go so, ahead. Finish so, it. Finish so, it. So, so we can't be like, oh, it's body positivity. It's like, no, like I played just the tip with, with myself. myself. Yeah, brilliant. Like, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, I was about a year into growing the beard before I started doing jokes about it. Right. It, it didn't even dawn on me at first. Like, because I made the decision to do it. I was like, I'm going to start. I tell the joke that I, I had said this to somebody. I was like, I, uh, I, I said I was going to start training for the World Beard and Mustache Championship. And a friend of mine popped up and went, so what? You're just going to start killing time? And I was like, yeah, that's it. But I meant like, you know, I was going to start growing and, 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 and grooming and doing everything right. So I was about a year, maybe even a year and a half. Because the first joke that I told about it was that uh, I have reached a weird place in my life. Um, I am finally uh, to the point where my beard is longer than my penis. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that was my first joke oh, about it. People don't say the same thing about me. Uh, you know, um, usually what I would do though, is they'd all start cracking up and I'd find somebody with a beard about as long as yours and right. look at him and be like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> and so I always thought that was a good way to go. So that was my first beard joke. And now I have the whole story of the world championship and, right. uh, getting beat I mean, by a woman. Uh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. been my, my closer for a while. Um, I mean, I'll tell you this and like, I was, uh, you know, I would assume we would get into this anyway. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. You taking over my show? No, 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 no. Is that how it is? You come in. So, so you do J and B's DLC. You're gonna come in and do Debbie Radio, and then tomorrow you're gonna do Halfle. You're the first trifecta in Stage Diver Network history. He's trying to and find then a you're spot, now. To... You see what he's doing? He's yeah. trying to move me out. He, well, he's... I, I had a feeling that this was gonna come up, so we're gonna go ahead and bring it up. Uh, <laughs> no, so, it's, it's on the same track. I know you don't actually make plans, so I brought some. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to try and push them uh, and make my own agenda. So no, it's, like... it's on the same train of thought. <laughs> I go um, for it. Just, just no, fucking with you. Um, but it's actually the way I started doing um, stand-up comedy, or not necessarily the way I started, but my first exposure to stand-up comedy ever. Um, I was in, I'll never forget this, as long as I live. I was in seventh grade, and I was, uh, you know, madly in love, as you do in seventh grade. You know, you find like that like girl. With a girl. chick? Yeah, with a chick. I had my first she's pretty moments then. I didn't fall mad. I didn't have a girlfriend until high school, but uh, I had the sh- that girl's cute moments. Well, I feel, I mean, I was just head over heels. Like there was there was the, uh, the girl, and I was like, mm-hmm. and, and this girl, I mean, we ended up, uh, we're still friends. I mean, she was my high school sweetheart, like as far as I'm concerned. Like, still I mean, benefits? No? no, no okay, no, just so you know. Uh, 
But I mean, we we were really close for. <laughs> Danny, did that take you a minute? <laughs> no, because I was just like, did you really just ask him that? We we asked the deep hitting questions here on Debbie Radio. And it was so Are you se- fucking right? And it was like, so. No. And he asked it so seriously, like like with, with, with benefits, benefits or. Uh, no, we we were. I just needed to know. Okay, thanks. we were really close for a really long time. Um, but she uh, in in seventh in seventh grade, she was like uh, benefits then though, right? <laughs> she she was my first kiss. That's okay, enough. okay, okay. Hey, that's again yeah. fishbowl. We all have a fishbowl. You know, it just gets bigger. You that's a that is yeah. that is benefits for that time. She she was more than I had at that moment. So I'm not bitching. Um. So she uh she we're in we're in school. Um. We went to school together. Uh, we had pretty much every class together. Uh. And she's just like, hey, if you're gonna be my boyfriend, you have to like stand up comedy. And I was like, oh, I will like, hell yeah, I, like, I will like eating shit at this point. Like, I don't care, like wh- yeah. whatever it takes, baby. I've like, watched I'm- an anime movie because I wanted to get in a girl's pants before, so yeah. I, I get it. So it's just, um, so she t- she's, like, I want to show you my favorite comedian. Who like, perfect? Who was? We get to we get to her house. Mom and dad are at work. I was like perfect. We sit on the couch in in her living room, and she pulls up. To this day, my favorite comedian of all time. Ralphie May. Okay. Rest in peace. Okay. Good choice. She could have done you worse. I mean, she could have pulled um, up Carrot Top or something. Yeah. She she pulls up Ralphie May, and this was the the first time ever that I had seen someone outside of a sports setting um, talking about them. And Ralphie May was literally five six hundred pounds. Yeah, like, like he's, he's morbidly obese. I'm like a big you can dude. say what you want. If that's what he wants to be, he's a grown man. Well, was a grown was man. A grown rest man. in peace. But I mean, like, hey, that's your choice, yeah. and you you pay the consequences. But you do what you want to do. I'm yeah. cool with that. So yeah, he was for people that don't know, he's a more was a morbidly obese comic. Very funny, yeah. very well respected. Every comic I know that ever even fucking knew anybody who met him, I've never heard a bad story about him. Right. Um, I I didn't never a huge fan. Like I I didn't hate it. It's like a, a band that you go yeah they're okay if they're on the radio i won't change the station but i'm not buying that record so if ralphie may comes on my pandora i don't skip it but i don't have like a ralphie may station Uh, but i i know the respect that man deserves is just beyond belief so ralphie like i said it was the first exposure i ever had to anyone um looking at being a big guy in a positive light outside of sports by seventh grade like i said my friends had kind of we we had truly become friends because I mean I was a big dude and that's what I had something to offer. Um, the outcast ends up forced to be with the others and it ends up bonding over time and spirit like any exactly. kind of movie sitcom etc. Yeah, right. I get it, and that's that's that happens and that's great. That's yeah. uh, awesome. So I mean, it, so it was the first time I ever got to experience that, and I'll I'll never forget sitting on her couch like, oh my god, like he's talking about being. You remember which special fat. it was? It was ostentatious. Okay, I again not, don't know it by name, but or, I just I just want to know if you actually remember the exact special. Oh, yeah, bright orange. I'm, I guarantee you've seen it. Bright orange jacket. Uh, like probably t- talks. He walks. Out, he's like, "Did I look like the biggest traffic cone ever?" I'm like, <laughs> nice, "Yes, yes, nice. you do." Um, I remember that same um, epiphany moment for stand up for me. My mom. Um, I grew up in the '80s when the internet was not a thing. You couldn't just pull up a video, and. Um, most stand-up, when I was a little kid, was on HBO or Showtime. And you had to right. pay for those channels. Yeah. We had it. We would get a you know, free weekend. My mom would have HBO for a while, get mad, disconnect it. That offer a special six months later. She'd pick it up again. Like right. We went through it. So had it. And I, I got introduced to that stuff. Then shortly after that, there came a time when, dude, it was everywhere. 
every like yeah. every channel had a sitcom or had a, a, a stand up special on Friday night. Right. You could watch Friday Saturday anytime. But my first one, the one that really stuck with me, and I'll never forget because I grew up in in this wonderful time of. Dude, I got to Bobcat Goldwaith and fucking, again, I love Carrot Top and Gallagher and uh, these just great. But the one that got me, my mom, which I was way too young, but introduced me to George Carlin. Oh, yeah. She watched oh, Carlin yeah. specials on HBO because Carlin did a special every year. Carlin, yeah, um, was, and this is brilliant. Carlin would write, I don't know if you know this, but Carlin would write a, 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 an hour's worth every year. He would... Um, tour and do it but like the first few shows he would actually take the notes and he'd be like hey guys i'm working on a new special so i got all my jokes wrote out we're just gonna do this and people were just like fucking george carlin we don't care and um he would do this now this is what i heard i can't 100 percent. obviously i wasn't there george and i weren't big buds but um right. anyway but he would write this hour to practice it and, and slowly wean him, he would slowly wean himself off book how do you like that for theater he would slowly yeah. get off book yeah. until he would get down to the last and he would um then go record it and then he would throw it away, and he would never do those jokes again, and he would write the next hour for the next year. That's very um, – when I talk to, uh, to to J.C. Ratliff about any kind of uh, comedy, that's, that's right. kind of how – which obviously he's um, – if, if anyone is George, George Carlin in, yeah, in, in yeah, Knoxville. Yeah, at least in his head. He's like, he's going to be beating off yeah. he hears this. Yeah. But, um, but no, he I mean, won't it, listen. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah, true. But regardless, he... He uh, was the first guest on Debbie Radio, and then he probably didn't listen. But I love you anyway. But, uh, but he... um, But, yeah, that's... that's After kinda, he records, he's done. That's... Yeah, he that's won't do the, those jokes again. I thought that was just the way it and was. I think there's a healthy mix of both. Yes. But there are some comics, even famous comics, who go out and do the same goddamn 10 minutes for 30 years. Ron and, White. Yeah, tater salad. And I saw Ron White live, and again, was brilliant. I, great. Those jokes, everyone you know, I got kicked out of a bar, drunk in public, all of them. Yeah. My in-laws, everything. I did. He was great. It was fantastic. I got free tickets. Friend was like, you want to go? I was like, yeah. Okay. It was great. Yeah. But my first introduction was Carlin, and then, again, I came the waves where I just saw these great stand-ups that I loved. Right. And then, again, just a lifelong dream. Always wanted to do it. Way too early. My mom liked, again, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I would catch, like, the, uh, oh, what's the HBO Comic Relief. They used to right. do this, like, two-day marathon. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Robin Williams, and Billy Crystal were the hosts. But right. um, never, I, I can't get into Robin Williams. Not a big fan. So I grew with, we're just, just hitting all the dead comics, dead comics society here. Um, but no, I I grew up in the golden age of Comedy Central presents. Yeah, see, I was a little older by the time they came out. I was I already had the love, yeah. and we didn't have Comedy Central, so yeah. premium blend. VH1 had them. MTV MTV had the MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour, yeah. and it was the greatest thing of my childhood, dude. Uh, fucking fantastic. Uh, Tom Rhodes and I can see just loved comics that I still I to this day still remember whole bits that they did back then. Right. Which so, is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, but I got to see um, some really – so I used to uh, – my parents have always had um, Comcast, Xfinity, whatever, right. that had the on-demand section. So that was – Oh, what, see that? I was an adult by the time on-demand came out. So. Yeah. So that's that's what I did. So after after I got introduced to Ralphie May, that was basically what I did. I was like, oh, after like stand-up comedy, well, I'm going to die face first. I got to see um, nice. Dane, like Dane Cook's Comedy Central Presents. Dane Cook's okay. Which, I know he gets insane. a lot of shit, but Dane Cook's not bad. He's, his, um, his Comedy Central Presents is nuts. I like him better as an actor. Yeah. 
I liked uh, Waiting, and I liked, uh, oh, God damn it, what's the other one that uh, I love so well that he did? Uh, oh, Employee of the Month uh, with uh, Jennifer Jessica, Jessica Simpson. Simpson yeah. yeah, And Dak Shepard, who is brilliant. I love Dak Shepard. But anyway, go ahead. I got to see. Um, Dane Cook's good. I saw, like, Dane Cook's. Um, I saw um, the big one, like, the biggest one. I, I'll Like, live? You went to these shows? No, no, no. I just oh, saw, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. saw your, them, like. Your memories of, of childhood stand-up. Yes. Yeah, I saw that, like, I was like, oh, it was a hipster song before they were famous. Now they were on Comedy Central Presents. Dummy, they were famous. Exactly, um, exactly. But I got to, I see, I saw Donald Glover. It was one of the only ones oh, I nice. ever saw live. Nice. And I was like. Who the fuck He's funny. He's is, really funny. Which now, I mean, he's widely considered one of the most talented people. Oh, yeah, dude. He's country, just everything. Yeah. He's brilliant. He, here's, I know this is very controversial. Donald Glover is everything Kanye West thinks he is in his yes. head. Yes. Yes. And the reason I say that is. Take it back. Likeable. <laughs> Kanye thinks he's likable and he's not. No. And it's like, I'm not saying you're not a good artist, but you think you're likable and you're not. Mm. You think you're a super talented musician. I don't think you are. I think you're okay. I think you're above average. I think you do good, but I don't think you are who you think you are. Um, you you think you're. I can do all media. You can't. Have you ever heard an interview with you? There's no way. Nobody's casting you in dick. Your videos are retarded. Your your interviews make you sound like a, a moron. Donald Glover, talented actor. See, I first saw him in Community. Uh, that was the first thing when Community first came on. I think it kind of history, but I just happened to catch this little show and I was like, what is this? And I didn't keep up. I watched like the first couple episodes, loved it, and just fell off of it. Right. Um, episode one is still brilliant. And Troy and Op-Ed are two of the funniest things ever. And mm-hmm. then Childish Gambino blows up and of he course, gets right. everywhere else. And I did hear about um, uh, the, the music kind of before it blew up because when I was working at uh, Journey's, the shoe store, right. they would play a lot of music. And so I would get introduced to a lot of things that would come on the uh, monthly CDs. We got a CD once a month. Oh, it played yeah. in four-hour bloops, 12 hours a day Oh yeah, for 31 days. And I told you about the um, the Christmas Spectacular when I used to work for the AT&T on uh, UT's campus. I don't think so. We had the same eight Glee Christmas songs that played the show on Glee. loop. The show Glee. The show Glee. Okay, never watched it. I'm familiar though. Love, I, love me some Glee. Really, I love it. I have never watched. I love Jane Lynch. Yeah, Jane and Lynch who's the um, who's the dark haired girl with the big nose and the damn fine ass? Uh, 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 Rachel is her name in the show. I don't know what like her real name is. But you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that girl's fine. Oh yeah, got the big nose. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the whole show is about her being a Jew. So is it really? Yes. Okay, so funny. I didn't know that. So it wasn't <laughs> racist. I just thought it was a cute little feature. But she gets talked about. Being uh, a Jew I've never watched it, but I like it. Uh, I, I like, uh, and I'm going to say this in the most um, non PC way possible. But um, that's what we do here. And I don't care. I like real. Uh, Gay musical stuff. Like, yeah. I like that shit. Like, I, I love, love musical theater. I own a shit ton of, like, musicals and DVDs and stuff. I love that. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, we went to um, see Jesus Christ Superstar in Nashville, which I love. It's one of my favorites. If it's the only thing Andrew Lloyd Webber ever did that was worth a shit. And, <laughs> it's uh, a bold statement. Uh, no, no, he's fucking <laughs> a hack. Dude, he's you a must, fucking. You must be new here, Trey. He's a fucking. He's a fucking hack. Andrew Lloyd Webber is a hack, and a fucking. He is too. He's the Carlos Mencia of theater, right? Ooh. Everything he's ever done is somebody else's work. Phantom of the Opera, silent movie, right? But done. Uh, fucking uh, his production of is it Les Mis? No, not Les Mis, but um, 
Jesus Christ Superstar. You know he didn't write that story, right? Like I don't know. I don't know if you know, but that was a book first. Yeah, it's based on a book. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that joke went over not very well. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> but anyway, so again, Andrew Lloyd Webber oh, did not it's... write Jesus Christ Superstar. Saying, it's based yeah. on a book. Um, yeah. uh, the, the, the book. F- fucking uh, the... Starlight Express. It's the little engine that could. Okay. I mean, like, so, dude, he's never, he doesn't do anything original. It's like, it's all ripoffs. Yeah. So, no, no, no. But Jesus Christ Superstar is fantastic. I do love it. I own the movie. We went to see it in um, Nashville with Corey Glover from Living Color as oh. Judas. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, he was amazing. Right. right? Yeah. Cult of Personality, fantastic song. Anybody that does it should, should know that, even if you don't know Living Color. He is his pipes for me. And playing Jesus, Ted Neely. From the movie, so I got I got my You're version. Dude, I got my version of Jesus, the Jesus I know from the movie, right? Mm-hmm. I got Corey Glover as Judas. Fantastic. We were 20 minutes late. I cried like a baby. I was pissed. We then drove to Birmingham, Alabama, to catch another show of it later, just to make sure I got the thing from beginning. Yeah, I'm a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Corey Glover was not there in Birmingham though. But uh, the guy, his understudy was good, uh, and he was fantastic, and Ted was fantastic. Have you ever seen the movie? I've not seen the movie. It's real weird. (laughs) It's real weird. It's it's the last week of Jesus' life is the story. And again, whether you're religious or not, that's the story. And um, imagine if that story was told by a lot of tripping hippies. (laughs) Because it's it's aesthetically, like, uh, very different. Like, when they... The movie starts at the Deadpool thing where they start at the end and then they tell the movie through the flashback and get you back. And then you end basically at the beginning. Right. So they pull up in this old painted uh, electric mayhem school bus (laughs) and and to the top is nailed the cross and they all get out and they're all dressed like in like like an just an extra from some, you know, Beatles movie. And uh, they all start taking the cross down and the music starts. And so it's it's really weird. And Pontius Pilate's like a not Pontius Pilate. King Herod's a fat dude by the pool in a Hawaiian print shirt. Of course. And so it's really trippy, and I, I love it. I just think it's great. And the music is wonderful. That's really what it's about, uh, is the music. Uh, if you like musical theater, yeah. uh, the songs are great. Dude, the, the original, before the movie came out, the original recording is Ian Gillian from Deep Purple. And if you ever get a chance to listen to that, it is breathtaking. I love Deep Purple. Purple. I'm a huge fan. And Ian Gillian, um, even though I I probably lean to Mark III better, which is really inside baseball. You have to be deep from it. Uh, They went through lineup changes. It's Mark I, Mark II, Mark III. Mark II is uh, uh, Smoke on the Water. That's Richie Blackmore and Ian Gillian and Roger Glover and Ian Pace. And then uh, uh, John Lord. And uh, so then Mark II comes. Ian Gillian leaves. He gets replaced with David Coverdale from Whitesnake. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, Glenn Hughes uh, takes over on co-lead singing and bass playing. And Glenn Hughes is, is like a metal legend. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Kind of, again, uh, one of those musicians who music nerds love and is t- crazy respected outside of that realm. People have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. And a lot of comics are that way. A lot right. of comics yeah. are, you know, uh, uh, that way where people are like, who? And you're like. I forget you're a layman. You don't know. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, Glenn Hughes is great for if you like that kind of stoner metal. It's got a band with Joe Bonamassa and everything. So, really great bass player. 
Um, speaking of great bass players, uh, I think it's time to uh, take a solo moment in the bathroom with my penis. And I think we could all use a break. So we will be right back on uh, Deadbeat Radio here on Stage Diver Network with the lovely Mr. Trey Pack and Terry Snow. So hang tight. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a Dr. Vincent West. He's in the crematory. Let me get him for you. All right, no problem. Thank you. Okay. Corey, my man, what's going on? West. What's going on? Uh, we're supposed to do an ad for Stage Diver. Uh, oh, sweet. Uh, well, let's do it right now, I guess. Sorry to bother you. I'm sure you're busy. <clears throat> nah, it's cool, man. Who who you uh, cremating? Melting some uh, folks that were needed to be burned, you know. Got to right. keep the oven warm. Right. It's hot in Florida. Yeah, um, as long as that's not anti-Semitic, that's good. No, man, no, no, no. I just I like the heat and I like burning bodies. Yeah, we got to do this uh, plug thing. I, I don't mean to bother you, but Mitch has been bugging me to, to do it. So let's uh, let's fire it up. Cool. This is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast. And you're listening to us on our new home on the Stage Diver Network. The only podcast where you can get horror movie reviews and death metal interviews all in one body bag. Suffer! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, for you other fans of Welcome Back, Cotter, I hope you appreciated my interpretation. <laughs> John Sebastian's Welcome Back, Cotter. We are back. You like Welcome Back, Cotter? No? Nobody? Another reference That's nobody gets? Far I don't get the reference. Far too old for us. Um, see, Nickelodeon kept a lot of this stuff alive. It was, oh, it was too yeah, old for yeah. me. Um, but... Um, Welcome Back, Cotter was a, a 70s show. John Travolta's first mm-hmm. big gig. Uh, and I loved it. Nick at Night was where I got introduced because it was too young for me, but or gotcha. too old for me. Gotcha. But uh, it's fantastic. And it has this catchy theme song by uh, John Sebastian, a hippie guy from the 60s. But neither that, that is neither here nor there. But what is here is Debbie Radio nah, with yeah. Trey Pack. Hell yeah. So we are back on Stage Diver Network. And we want to uh, give a big shout-out to always uh, – we, we love it here at Stage Diver, and we encourage you to check out other podcasts. Um, speaking of which, coming up for the, anybody in the local Knoxville area listening, September 30th at the Beard and Brick House, the Haffle Boys. Them Haffle Boys. What, what? Them Haffle Boys. What, We'll be at Beard and Brick House, uh, where they normally have an open mic, and Haffle's going to be doing a live podcast. Is that right, Terry? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and they're they're... Podcasts when they're quarantined away from the public are interesting <laughs> enough. Yeah. 
So if you unleash them in public, it could be interesting. And there's an open mic for comics, so uh, you'll see a lot of the people that have been guests on the show. Trey, I think I'm going. Um, yeah. I, I haven't been invited, even though it's my podcast, Brethren, but you're, that's okay. You're invited, Lance. Um, you're I, invited. I, I, uh, you, like, I had to suck like three dicks to get on the funniest fucklander uh, <laughs> uh, show, and then, um, and then I didn't even get my footage out of it. <laughs> But uh, that's another story for another day, isn't it, Terry? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Terry Snow is back with us behind the boards. He What's will be up? there again with half full and recording. Mm-hmm. Because if it happens, a stage diver and a microphone is live, uh, Terry's there. That's true. It is. It seems to be. And uh, that's uh, that's why he, he is really the man that keeps us going. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I get to this uh, later, but the people that listen. Uh, all four of them now we're up to four five so. we, yeah, we've yeah. got a, a running total of about four mm-hmm. uh that okay. we call out by name kirk keller our number one fan love him jessica yep. uh and we want a big, big shout out congratulations to her yeah. uh i don't know if it's public and we could talk about oh, it yeah, but uh, yeah. uh terry and jessica are expecting we boy a boy baby boy awesome. yeah. congratulations. So, congratulations i love being a dad um it is a lot of work but um you are no stranger to that so That's That's your true. work ethic will serve you you well in the dad ethic and i i promise you that it's good to know and i hope you pass it on because it is a special thing that um my retard of a son has not got <laughs> no, no. uh yeah uh he is he's not um, um my my daughter has hope uh it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a yoda uh no there is another uh you know when when luke flies away at the end of dagobah and yeah. and obi-wan says no we're lost and you know no there is another. <laughs> um, so uh, Princess Leia might have hope. Uh, she's she's got to work at it. Uh, Batshit crazy, uh, like mm-hmm. loonier than uh, you can imagine. Uh, nuttier than a squirrel turd, as they say. Yeah. But um, has hope. Has hope. <laughs> but uh, so we got that coming up. Um, and again, we always do encourage uh, anybody who does listen and love our shenanigans. All five of you out there, uh, Jessica, uh, Elijah, Alley. We, oh, we picked Elijah him up. Alley, yeah, yeah, Elijah was awesome. We picked him up, so we're happy to have him. <laughs> Uh, to uh, to call next, us, yeah. Uh-huh. Am I missing somebody? Uh, next week's guest. Next yeah. next week's guest, yeah. and that's always our other one. Whoever's going to be on next week, because uh, they listen to this week's episode uh, to figure out what it's all about, what to prepare. Because they know me, and they're like, "Oh Jesus!" I listen every week. It's all, it's it's like it's going to be like Infowars, right? I know. No, I know him. He's he's so he's he's a Christian and right wing, and it's going to be insane. And it's like. No, no we'll we'll talk about comics and dick jokes and whatever. Uh, but you can call us, you can write us, uh, you can give us a shout anyway. StageDiverRadio.com, uh, StageDiverRadio at gmail.com. And we beg for callers every week. Somebody call. We would love it. Kirk calls in, uh, so we want to get those in the air. I think we actually need to dig up a few of his. I think he's called, and we need to play those. Okay. I'll uh, get to Mitch on it. Uh, and you can rate and review us, but you can give us a shout out at 865 865- Eight 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 zero one zero nine. We'd love to hear from you. So you know, if you have anything to say, questions. I mean, call it, bring it up. We'll, we always look for anything. So, yeah. but uh, we are back with Trey Pack, a wonderful human being that I have spent some time with, and I uh, I can't get uh, enough of time with you. Yeah, I mean that. You like you're a fun guy to be around. I uh, it's that. a pleasure to have you here. Um, get a sippy sip. I uh, I learned when we were out though. We did have a lot in common other than just comedy. And one of the things I uh, I, I, I thought was real funny was uh, you, you're a bouncer as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, how long have you been doing that? I have been a bouncer. It'll be a year in October. Uh, What's the kind of place? Where were you a bouncer at? 
it is the stereo, the absolute stereotypical frat sorority like clubhouse. Nice, so that's okay. Like it is basically, it, it <coughs> might as well be a fraternity house. I didn't. I dealt with those people. Of course, this is also twenty some years ago. I dealt with those people. We were not that aesthetic. We were a like a goth dance club. I guess realistically, what um, what the concourse, what temple would be now? Uh, yeah, it was the closest to that. It was the underground. Was at the time was what it called. Yeah. No. It's um. It's it's. It's on UT's campus. Okay. I mean, it's, okay. It is, College bar. It mm-hmm. is the okay. old Long Branch. It is now rebranded as Leaderboard. Um, I mean, I love working there. It's um, fun. <clears throat> if I was like any older than I am now, I, would I, do I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, I, I say that. I wouldn't go back and do it again. I love doing it, and I'm glad I did. I got to um, experience a lot of things that the nerd in me wouldn't have ever done because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't deserve this job. Um, I don't know how you got yours. Uh, wait, I do because I, I mean, like it, it is what it is. For me, I'm tall, but I wasn't muscular or large. Um, yeah. I did shave my head and wear a goatee, so I had the stone cold at the time. Yeah. And I was, uh, you know, pretty skinny kid, but I was big. Yeah, I knew six, I was well spoken. Six, six four, yeah. Four, yeah. And the job corresponded with mall hours. I worked at the mall during the day, and All I right. could get off at work, go work in the club, and that was that was my thing. That's how I got the, I got the job for being big and ugly, and I I was available. And Damn. uh. <laughs> So I, I got to, I'd never been to a nightclub, but like one time I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I just walked in, got the job, loved it, was the new guy till I wasn't and just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Fucking gorgeous women everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, look, I'm, I'm not, you know, doing anything wrong. I know a lot of guys do. I didn't. It was just like, I like, look, I, you guys know I like tits and ass, right? Like, I like to play with them, but I enjoy looking at them, too, mm-hmm. right? It's like I like to play some football while I watch it on TV. I like to play tits and ass, but I like to watch it on TV, too. Nice. So if I go to a place like a beach or a pool or anywhere where there's a lot of beautiful women, I'm going to look. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, that's why I did burlesque shows for so long. <laughs> and uh, uh, for me, that was it. And I got to, you know, deal with a lot of bullshit, meet some cool people, yeah, you know, hear some cool songs, got – uh, fun life. I loved it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I, yeah, I got my job bouncing. Um, it's every time I, I tell this story all the time, especially to people um, at work. Like while while I'm on the porch, people are like, what? How how did you become a bouncer? And it's like because I'm fat and have tattoos, and I'm yep. I'm bigger than you, and that's that's all there is to it. And oddly enough, well spoken takes part of it because the job yeah. isn't that much fighting. Yes, you have to do that, yeah. but that's very rare. The job mostly is, yeah. sir. I need you to come with me. The, the whole sir, job is I need you to, is come with to me. avoid it. Yeah. Please get down, sir. No, I understand, sir. Please get down. That really is the job. And then for me, in my time, it was a lot of cleaning up beer bottles and puke. Which luckily I don't have to. We have bar. You bags. can suck a cock. Yeah, <laughs> the majority of my job is I sit on a porch and check IDs. Um, we have oh, a- door was great. Yeah, door was so, great. So we only- that's the job, best job, and nobody wants it. No, okay. and that's the best. Okay. Everybody wants to be Billy Badass out on the floor. So, that's, so here's the thing, and here's kind of the way that that we run it, because um, we only run one. So doorman and bouncer is the same job. Okay. Yep. Um. So and doorman always had to bounce in my day, but like you have a position, you're only needed when it goes really down. Exactly. You Then you give the girl taking money the I'll be right back. Yeah, like you grab like yeah. hey, I'm grabbing a regular at the bar. Hey, watch the door. Don't let anybody in. Yeah. Um. But no, that's I mean that's what it, the reason a big reason I'm on the door is like when things do go down. Um, I can always grab. I can go take care of it. I, you never know. Like where the fuck is Trey? You know exactly where I am. Um, but I got my job there. Um, the leaderboard had just reopened. Um, right. It's uh, for again people outside Knoxville. That is just a local establishment. It was originally an old biker bar. 
Yeah. Then the punks took it over, and then it went to again comedy now, and then now they're trying to do like actual nice bar, like they're trying to make it like a sports bar. Uh, that that well, kind of correct. So it, it's it's like I said. It's it almost it reminds me of a fraternity. Yeah, house. and it's got a saloon aesthetic, the, so it looks like where you would pull a horse up and hitch it at the post. The idea, the reason, the leaderboard. It, we sell beer by the leader, um, but the original idea was uh, that. Oh, I thought it was a sports reference. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it's it's a video game reference. That's what it's. That was the original idea was to have a video game bar. Well, I guess then that still makes it a sports reference because that's where they took it. But yeah, okay, that right. makes sense. Like so like your KDRs and stuff. It, it turned into the frat house. Um, ah, yes, but you know, ah. obviously there's money, so we ran with it. Nice. I say we like I don't just check out. Uh, back then, the underground got the the typical like we had everything. We would have the let's go out for a night. You know, like two two three couples would go out. Um, we would have the sorority sisters, but we got a lot of goth kids at the time. Uh, we got a lot of club kids, and at the time, it was the place where the cool people wanted to be. Right. So everybody came and everybody met. I'll be there later. Right, because I had to pick up some blow and maybe get my dick sucked, and that's that's what it was. Oh, yeah. But again, a lifestyle I would have never known, and so I loved it. It was great. The best being off and rolling up, dude. At the time, it was the it place in town. It would be lined up around the block. And you just had to walk in. To just walk yes. in, and the thing about yeah, it's great, and you, so you feel like a rock star, and you go up and you you drink all night, and you go to pay your tab, and it's like three beers worth, and you're right. like yup yup yup, yeah. and everybody's like yo man, we're gonna go back smoke. You got a bowl. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And, you know, you got by the dumpster getting high with people. Hey, man, we're going to go smoke. What about the dumpster? You want to come? And it was just great. And I loved it. And I was a nerd. It didn't belong there. Right. I, I felt like, dude, I just felt like the kid who had snuck in the chocolate factory. It was like, I didn't get a ticket, man. I don't belong here. I'm, just, fucking, I'm just taking a tour. Around, Holy shit. Got a gobstopper. And I didn't, I didn't like fuck behind the speakers. I just wasn't my yeah. thing. Now, I did date a couple girls. Uh, one, I don't, I don't want to say anything because there's the odd chance my wife might listen to this. No, I'm kidding. Um, but she, a different world. I did date a girl for a long time that I did meet there. Yeah. And so I got one like relationship uh, at the time out of it. And she was wonderful. Absolutely loved that time. It was great. Um, I felt like a rock star was dating, you know, hot yeah. girl. And so, yeah. Uh, um, yeah so but I loved it. I thought it was fun. I started bouncing there. Um, they had just started. They just reopened. Just uh, they had their first comedy show after reopening. Yeah, and you're hosting that, right? I'm hosting that now. Now, a okay. year later. Oh, okay. So this this was, was this was a year ago. Okay. Um, this is Aaron Chastain. Awesome. Um, Love that Casey man. Casey Clapp, St. Thomas. If I get Jane. him on a on a show, imagine how long we'll go. If I get uh, oh, Aaron Chastain, you'll be here yeah. all fucking day. Uh, we're we're post break, but uh, um, I'm good. okay, I tried. But uh, yes, uh, great comic. Love Aaron Chastain. Um, absolutely fantastic. So great yeah. choice. But yeah, so they they were running the show. Um, I came came and did came and did the mic, and they had CJ's Tacos outside on a tent. It was just a little taco tent. CJ, great guy. He'll never listen to this. Made like is literally a made a rags to riches um, food tent to a truck. To now he will eventually take over the world. Love it. Um, but there was this, there was this little skinny dude underneath the tent, like not doing that, just sitting on our cooler talking to CJ. As CJ's whipping up my tacos, and uh, he just happened. We started talking comedy. He's like, "Yeah, man, you did. Uh, like, you did great." And I was like, "Yeah, man," and I started mansplaining to him um, to another man, which I don't know. That's not technically the right word, but I started. I was like, "Oh yeah, man, this place used to be the Long Branch. It just reopened. The people that did okay. it did really good." I'm gonna this, let you. I'm gonna pull a Taylor. I'm gonna pull a Kanye. Okay, it's a great story, and I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the greatest. No, uh, I'm gonna let you finish. But 
you use the word mansplaining. Yes. And we're going to take a moment and we're going to go. I, I'm i not 100% sure. Look, I, I know I'm a, a rough prickly guy from another bygone era. And so my Archie Bunker ass has trouble adjusting to things. But I'm not a moron. I'm not an asshole a lot. And I uh, I understand that we're all different and I let you do your thing. And I get it that, you know what, people do have a shitty life and people do have a reason to speak up. I do think it gets overplayed, but that's another story. And there are certain things I do struggle with, and mansplaining is one of them. Mm-hmm. I get the con, the concept. Yeah. It's called condescending. It's called patronizing. It didn't need a word which was set to brand someone as a sexist, but yet is a sexist fucking word. All right, yeah. And your answer, you, your your example for mansplaining was telling somebody the history of a bar. How is that mansplaining? Because he owned the bar. Oh. Yeah, was, oh. If you were to let me finish. Well, you yeah. just you, you, so you, you started, flipped a switch. I started explaining to him the history of the bar, <coughs> and then he was like, yeah, I know, dumbass, I own the place. That's great. I was That's like, fantastic. I was like, man, I wasn't trying to be a dick. Like, I was really, I, I love this place. Like, I, you know, I'm so glad I reopened. Um, and got to talking to him and was completely fanboying a little bit. Yeah, was completely fucking around with him completely. He's like, "Yeah, man, if you ever need security, give me a call." He's like, "Can you work this weekend?" I was like, uh. "I was like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, here's my number. Like, and we, yeah, you'll 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 call me. That's I, I got you." I was like, "I'm sure every fat dude that leave me says like, I'll be a bouncer." He's like, "Yeah, uh, I get a call Thursday nice. <laughs> at like seven o'clock at night." He's like, "Hey, man, this is Trey." Uh, which is my the GM's name, right? Um, the guy that you know, it's there all the time running the bar. Um, so hey man, this is Trey. James gave me your number. Uh, you're on for tomorrow, right? I was like, yeah, that's so great, just, man. Yeah, just got to that's end. great. It's been a year later, and we. It's a great job. You feel like a rock star. Yeah. Um, there's Crazy, something. Man. There are certain jobs, and I think we've all had a job like this. And stand up comedian tends to be one. Filmmaker, that when people who don't do it hear it they instantly treat you different there's a there's a everything's on a scale again if we assume sexuality and gender and everything's on a scale and and i agree to a great degree that it is it all it is um even funny can be on a scale but there is a degree of i feel like a rock star and there are big moments when you hit that great like when you're at a premiere and people watch your movie and clap Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's ever happened i mean i'm sure it has because i've seen your work um you 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 kill a great show the band people are screaming right it happens we all have that moment of oh my god i just came on myself this is life this is a dream i'm I'm gonna wake up and then there's the little moments where you're just like where people compliment you in walmart you know and you're like yeah that's right this is a good looking shirt thank you (laughs) and so there are moments and and that's a big one that's there are a few jobs that really do do just add a tiny level when you people stand up comedian you're a stand up comedian, comedian yeah. what does that mean it means I waste time and money to go to free places that you could go and you could do the same thing and I tell jokes so yeah but I put my heart in so I'm not saying you're gonna be good at it but I'm right. saying you too you too could could do what I'm do doing what I and then you could tell people I'm a stand up comedian again the difference is when people do come to your show they're gonna realize you are terrible at it right. and when people do come to my show which they're not but once in a blue moon somebody will when they ask and say they're going to come to your show somebody finally will and when they do they'll realize you are good at it and then their rock star will actually go up a little 
Exactly. And that's great. And yeah. I love it. And bouncing is one of those jobs. Yeah, bouncing is like... Um, <coughs> Bartending. Yeah. I get... I uh, I mean, the fakes uh, that kids have now. So, every, so Ugh, you said at your fake bar... Fake IDs. You said at your bar you had like a lot of couple. Like you had... Fake IDs were not like the big issue at your bar, I'm assuming. Um, Yeah, it was. Uh, but the... <coughs> Excuse me again. I got a cough. <coughs> Technology wasn't as good. <coughs> at the start of my bouncing career, IDs were... On, even a driver's license we're on a scale of uh quality scale of like a high school a blockbuster card right. laminated paper so the ability to uh, exacto knife remove could be exponentially easier right and then we went to the smooth all plastic uh the first version of those again this was my bouncing year so i got to watch this the first version of those was all blue and white and it faded so people washed it went to the pool so like in two months you literally had a blank fucking card and the, you're like no man i can't let you in with this dude it's right there look can you not see guys like do you not see it looks like a fucking bleached pair of jeans right like I, there's no face you don't look like that you have a face have this a guy face. has nothing this guy has a white circle do you see that like i see hair and what is that collar that is retarded dude is that you own that collar come back in this shirt and i will let you in um and it's all it was awful and then we basically transformed to what we have now in tennessee and i think most places have a version of that um smooth plastic some kind of hologram sturdy uh they scan them now yeah yeah so So that was just starting the scannable id was just starting this was again late 90s yeah i was bouncing uh y2k yeah, yeah. I was bouncing Ooh, 1999, really cool. <laughs> New Year's Eve. That's really so, cool. I, I'll, I'll share a bouncing story. I was working the Lord Lindsay. The Lord Lindsay, I don't think exists anymore, but it was a Victorian mansion here in Knoxville that had been converted to a club. Uh-huh. And they run a catering. You could do like weddings and stuff, right? But two nights a week, it was a nightclub. And again, it was a fucking plantation. It was awesome. You'd come in. The dance floor was like, again, like where the piano would have been. And like right, back in the right, day, yeah. had this huge dance floor, a little bitty stage. Um, you could go back past that. And there was an old patio that looked like something out of like a fucking 80s John Hughes movie. It was just like these big concrete fences. And it's outside. The music's blasting. There's a bar out there. You could go to the balcony above the front door. You would go from each side, again, like something out of Scarface meets the Muppet Theater. You could go up and up and up, and then you're in a balcony where you could be looking down on the dance floor, and there's a bar up there. There was a bar in the back that had this old school, like, cigar lounge feel, right? So it was awesome. It wasn't that big, but every room was perfect. And uh, it was just fucking, on Thursdays, it was a gay bar called The Closet. Yeah. I love that. yeah, it was, was great. great, dude. It was awesome, and it was it was the gay bar. It, like, it's really self aware. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was the gay bar at the time, and so again, a lot of my self awareness around other people came from that. I met people that I was like, oh, you know, I don't care. Saw crazy shit, and you were like, I don't care. You know, I so I learned to see it firsthand and be like, you know what it does to me? Do you know what that dude making out with that dude? And actually, whoa, that he did pull his dick out there. But you know what? All of that actually has to do with me. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. So, I mean, you're just like, right on. I don't, not my thing. But what does happen is gay men and women are, again, stereotyped all over, but they do have different traditions and they do come in things where they like certain types of music they're exceptions to every rule but you see certain things you you watch gay culture which is again right. like any culture and i learned things that i didn't learn but here's what i did learn gay dudes travel in packs and Just in like those packs dudes. they bring 
hot, chubby girls with low self-esteem. Yeah, man. And I love, because my personal type is a redheaded, chubby nerd with low self-esteem. That is my uh, demographic. That is what I want. It's what I go for. It's what I love. It's what I married. It is my thing. And so they come to gay bars, and they're disarmed. They think no guys will be there, no straight guys. I'm just going to go hang out. And it's like a night with the girls. And it's like a fucking Amazon utopia. I can, I'm, nobody will bother. And then they get there and they meet a single guy and they're like, oh, uh-huh. you're cute. Yeah. And it was great. It's fantastic. I, I, I encourage gay work because they're fun. You know, the music's lively and it's good. And they bring a lot of good drugs and they tip well. And if you take care of you, honey, I got you. And if you play along and you don't have to act gay or be gay, but you can just be like, hey, I'm here for you. Let's have fun. Let's party. This is what you want to do. We're going to do. Ah, I'll take your 20 for a tip. Yeah, because I bartended there for a while. Right. And then on Saturday night, the same bar became an, a 40 plus Coke and Poke. Yeah, yeah. They played top 40 80s and 70s, and uh, the 40-year-old car salesman and his date would come, and they would hang out, and it was a different scene altogether. And they were not so fun, but every now and then you would catch some like rich some bitch who would roll in and be like, hey, Lance, I remember you from last time. Or they'd even tip you at the door. <coughs> Had its advantages, but not as fun. Yeah, yeah. And the clientele was not as attractive. Yeah, my uh, but no man, it's, leaderboard is all very much like um, everybody that comes to my door. I'm looking at their ID, expecting it to not be them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, when I say everyone, I mean ninety nine point nine fucking. The percent. the the Saturday Night Lord Lindsay, which was actually called Lord Lindsay, the Coke and Poke. Uh-huh. Not yeah, now. You had opposite. you had old people who would come in there and not have their ID and bitch because they were four. I'm forty years old. Yeah, well, you should know you're gonna get ID. So this particular night out on those grandiose porch, right? Because, uh, again, I've been to the leaderboard. They do have a nice ba- uh, outside, yeah. which is actually hard to patrol as a bouncer. Right. Because you've got to maintain the door, but you're near the patio, so it's clearly your first line of defense. But if somebody happens on the qu- corner of the patio, you've got to spring to action. Yep. So that's kind of what we had. We had, like, these big uh, wedding staircase down, and then it went to this giant patio that kind of wrapped around. It was where everybody would go and smoke. Or you could smoke inside, but people would smoke and hang out. And these two guys... 1999, 1158, New Year's Eve. We're about to be Y2J. The world is about to go to hell, right? We don't know what's. We're really scared still at this point. We have no clue. Everything's going to explode. At the stroke of midnight, cavemen and fucking zombies are all going to come out of the woodworks Uh and eat our brains. Uh And it's terrifying. I literally packed a gun that night for work. I took a gun that night. I don't carry a gun, but I took a gun that night and a bottle of booze. I was like, I'm I'm grabbing the first bottle I can grab and I'm shooting my way out of here if I got to. (laughs) I'm at the door at that moment. In the background, I hear, boom, party like it's 19. Because every bar in the entire world paid plinces like 1999 uh, at the stroke of midnight. Mm -hmm. And they begin to count down. And these two brothers begin to fight as they count down (laughs) on the porch. And they take a swing. And here's exactly how it went. It was precise. It was slow motion. The music played. Everything stopped. He draws back. Three. Two, one, he punches. I grab him all at one time. We literally left our feet in one year and hit the ground in another. (laughs) So that was one of my greatest bouncing moments ever. You you left your feet in one millennium and landed. Yeah, and landed in another. And uh, the nothing happened. The world kept going. Nothing. I, I I would have paid money to have somebody flick the lights. 
just at that moment. And you know that joke happened Dude, all everywhere, over. Everywhere, everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, everywhere. So, uh, but uh, that was my, my, my biggest moment. We did think Prince was coming one night to the underground. Uh, yeah, another, yeah. another related Prince story. No, uh, it was Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy. Hey, I'm sorry, it was Puff Daddy. <laughs> just, um, Prince pretty, did pretty big. Well, here, here's but. why I made it. Prince did go there, and we were talking. Prince. Prince did have an after party there um, before I worked there. So Prince did do an after party was, there. Yeah. But the one that happened with me was Puff Daddy, and we were talking Prince. But Puff Daddy um, was supposed to come there after a show, oh, nice. and people paid. $30 for a ticket to get into this VIP party. And they had a VIP. They had this thing, actually. It was like a tree house, like a big bunk bed where you could climb up, have stairs, and that's where you could take VIPs and hang out. Oh, that's right. So that's what Puff Daddy was coming for. And we were it in Knoxville. Puff Daddy was in town. He was going to bring in the locks and I think like Lil' Kim, and it was back then, oh, right? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. This, we're talking late 90s. Yeah. <clears throat> 30 bucks, places packed, security on double, everything's going nuts. He never shows. He never shows. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, they literally grabbed every non-essential employee, which basically meant everybody but a bouncer, locked them in the office, and left us out there to fend with the lines. Oh, man. Uh, they get I mean, like they sucked everybody's dick hard. They refunded their money and like gave them extra money, and it was like nuts. And uh, but they never showed. Some of their goons showed, uh, but they never showed. Uh, yeah. Same thing happened with Weird Al. He was supposed to show. That's a yeah. No, that was a, the, that's a broad spectrum. No, but Weird same, same thing. I was doing Prince, uh, yeah. I was doing the the balcony bar. I was doing the Muppet Show balcony bartending, and Weird Al was in town, and they took him and told me he was coming, and I was like, I came on myself, and they were like, Hey, your bar is the place to isolate there. Again, this is a separate bar, but same company. We owned the Lord Lindsay, which was uh, again a historic mansion, which looked like a club out of the eighties movies, and the underground was a club uh, that looked like something out of Blade. Hell yeah. Because yeah. it actually had a, 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 a basement uh, club that went up from like three to six Ooh. called the Boiler Room. And it looked like, uh, yeah, it was like a Blade movie. It really was terrifying. That really was the worst. Because it was small and cramped and like crazy lights and people would fuck in broad daylight and you'd see people <laughs> shooting up. Uh, oh, yeah, it was, it was one of those. <laughs> but the Lord Lindsay was the puppet, like looked like a Muppet Show theater. They come tell me Weird Al's coming. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And uh, we're going to put him here. He never came, but his, you know, his people did. Now his, he never and the, came, but he never did. came. But now, they didn't sell Almost. tickets for this. They just they just told me he's in town. He wants to come, and I was like, I'm in, baby, bring it. He didn't come. His people did. They tipped me like great, so they were cool. Yeah. But I was so disappointed. I thought I was like, well, me weird Al. Yeah. Tell us They said he's a workaholic because I asked. They were like, no, he's a workaholic. He's in. The, he's working on a new special, so oh, he's in the man. hotel room writing. Man. And I was like, oh, bitch. Because I, I love Weird Al. Speaking man. of which. That brings me to uh, one of my favorite points in the show, and I can't wait to do this because uh, Weird Al is on my list tonight for Ooh. my selection of the five to drive. Five to and, drive. And uh, we the, the, we do every episode. It's the the five questions we ask to drive this episode home. Yeah. And these can be fun. I like them. I like doing top fives and ten lists. I enjoy that shit. I top High Fidelity is in my top five favorite movies. Um, so I love this shit and it's a chance to get to know everybody but before we get to that I want to know that I've got to know you over the years and I hope everybody's got to know you you've been awesome being here um, and I, I you have an open invitation anytime to come back I love you I'm glad you're doing the trifecta I'm glad you're the first one to do it I could have went to a nicer guy I appreciate but um, for those who do listen all five of you um, if you want to find Trey 
Where can we find Trey? Where's Trey Pax? Beautiful, buttery butt located. I am at the leaderboard every Thursday at eight o'clock. We actually just started as uh, as we mentioned earlier. The place used to be called the Long Branch. So to homage that, uh, we started an open mic called the, <coughs> the Broken Branch Comedy Show. Of course, yep, and, love it. Uh, every Thursday, eight o'clock, um, right there on Cumberland Avenue, it's, and that's uh, where we can find you bouncing too. So if we uh, want to yeah, come I mean, show you our ID, yeah, if you want to come, and then I'm there every weekend. Uh, I mean, Sassy's just shut down. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole other story. I didn't know if we should get into that. That's pretty inside baseball for local comedy. Hopefully, the but, next uh, time I'm on, we'll have another Friday show and we can awesome. talk, we can talk awesome. Sassy's. Awesome. And uh, we got we got Twitter. Do we do Twitter? Do we do any of that? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is all. You seem um, like that guy again. This, different generation, but you seem like that guy. Uh, so. Just I mean, I'm I'm very rarely on there. I just have it to to have it. Um, uh, all my tw- got any shows coming up anywhere we can uh, find you? Yes, actually, next Saturday, um, the twenty second uh-huh, of, uh, of September. For September. anybody who's not yeah, listening, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Just in case he's still on next year. Yeah, uh, September twenty second. We, um, me and Jay Kendrick from J and B's DLC. I'm familiar. Yeah, oh, we've met. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've met. Me, uh, me and Jay are doing our first show together, which we've been talking about for almost a year now. Nice. Uh, Where's that? That is at Sugar Mama's. Oh, um, sweet. Show starts at 8 o'clock. Wonderful local venue. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll be there, um, and I'll be at the leaderboard. Definitely doing my thing there. And uh, got some other stuff <laughs> other stuff working, but nothing set in stone. But definitely. Beautiful. Definitely Beautiful. Well, you are a wonderful find me comic. Find you should me on always definitely uh, encourage anybody to go check you out. Um, I, I don't know if anybody wants to travel with Trey, but he's a great travel partner. So if you do happen to uh, end up going traveling with Trey, he's a lot of fun. Uh, he's very easy to get along with. Uh, and he snores really loud. I will give you that one. He's a big snorer. Big snorer. Uh, but that's okay. I'm a big talker. So it's like I'll noise disrupt us in the day. You can do it at night. We, we're, we're basically uh, overpowering vocals and shifts. Terry, on the way back, I felt like laid out in the back of this blazer. Fell asleep. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. It was great. I snore, and he was just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I had like, to, I I had like, to turn my book up. I had to turn my book up. It was rough. He was. I was like, was it bad? And he was like, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> was like, was like, yeah. So again, we took the my, we took my mom's blazer, which is a big truck, and so the seats lay down, which was our original plan. Of course, the good thing is coming back, the air conditioner was on. Uh, what we didn't plan for was sleeping in the uh, Pensacola heat, yes. uh, which was rough. Even in the house, it was yeah. rough, uh, but in the, we would have died. Uh, but anywho, uh, yeah, so he just camps out. And for me, driving on long trips, especially at night when it's tired, uh, I like an audio book. But when you have people, again, I'm a good host. I'm a good guest, right? Yeah, I told right. you I was a good house guest. I'm a good host. Uh, and so if you're in the car with me, I don't want to just, you're, you're not going to dig that unless that's your thing. And so I don't do that. We had a great conversation everywhere else and enjoyed being up and talking. And I'm cool with that. That's as good as an audiobook. Yeah. But if I'm by myself and it's late night and you're going to sleep, I'm putting on an audiobook. That's yeah, what right. I like. We said they listen to the Meg. The Meg, right. Great. You're right, Meg. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a blast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I've, I've listened to it many times uh, long before the movie, which I still haven't seen. Oh, I just saw the Meg. Okay, uh, I don't want to divert too much, but just give me some some good, good. It's watchable. Is it watchable? Okay. Yes. Deal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you? What did you know going in? Uh, I knew the book was really good. I have not read it. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, big ass shark movie. Come it, on. Yeah. It's it's a Jaws ripoff, but but it has some new things. Uh, mm-hmm. But from what I've heard about the movie, they they went off the rails in the book. Oh yeah. Because the book is a is a 
It's a cross between Jaws and Jurassic Park. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's how the book comes out. Would you not, what, for what Lily you heard, Trey, would you not yeah. agree? No, that's exactly um, it. And the quote-unquote finger quotes, for those of you listening at home, mm-hmm. uh, science behind it is, again, very Jurassic Parkian. Gotcha. Um, okay. It's probably bullshit. I'm not a scientist, but it's pro- but it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right? The amber, and the mosquito. What... I, I don't know if that's real. I don't, but it, it seems pretty fake. But at the same time, you're like, Mm-hmm. Nope, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, he's got a lab. Well, uh, I don't think the the movie the Meg does, and it's just Meg nah, in the book. Yeah. Um, in the book, so you've seen the movie. So real uh-huh. quick, in the book, um, uh, they go deep sea diving with a sub, mm-hmm. right? And it's an unmanned sub. Uh, no, no, they got a pilot. It's a one man sub, one man okay. sub. And they go down to the Marianas Trench, and uh, the thing gets crashed. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. They, they lose it. And there's these uh, uh, a Japanese family who have worked with the Jason Statham character in the past, uh-huh. um, but they lose. They come to him, and he's like, "I don't do that anymore, man. No, I'm retired." It's that. That's the shtick, uh-huh. right? Yes. And when they go down to get the sub, because he had a horrible experience, he he bailed and killed some crew, mm-hmm. uh, and and they get they get him to come and do it. And so when they go down, it's the Meg that's attacked. And he knew it. He was right. All so it's real. It's real, real corny, but it's still uh-huh. fun. And they go to pull the sub up, and they get attacked by a Meg, a male Meg, mm-hmm. and he gets caught up in the line and gets pulled up mm-hmm. by accident. The female Meg, which is the real problem, because mm-hmm. the the science is that there's uh, hot water at the top from the sun, cold water in the middle, hot water on the bottom from the earth. Uh-huh. So Megs have sunk to the heat. And they can't get past the cold. Right. All right. Don't know if that's true, but it makes sense. Uh-huh. It's conspiracy theory where he's going to be like, Megs could still be alive. I buy that. <laughs> but I, that makes sense to me. As they're pulling Papa up, bleeding like crazy, Mama warms in the blood through the cold area. Mom uh-huh. swims. Mom takes a drift, uh-huh. right, in the fumes right. of the blood. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I got yeah. that. So I, I don't think they do that in the movie, right? That's no, not the shit. They stick. don't really touch on that, really. No, they don't talk about how it gets above. No, not really. Yes, I don't, there is two of them though. So yeah, but well, no. Mama's pregnant in the the the, the book, and oh, she gives yeah. birth, uh, and then like eats one, and then the other two go nuts. And there are a couple sequels, which I've read. The second sequel, it's good, but yeah, so it was it was much more. Um, yeah, and wasn't, based. yeah, and they added like love interests and stuff like that. Uh, well. He 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 has an ex-wife that's a big part of the book. Yeah, yeah, she was in this. She's as a well. bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, was so. in this as well. So. But anyway, I want to see it. I'm a, I'm a douchebag. I know it's cheese ball, but I want to see it. But we listened to the book on the way back. I was like, you you're sleeping, dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. And so every now and then he'd pop up and be like, this book's actually pretty good. I was like, All right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, well, man. good. I'm glad you like it. So I've got it on my Audible. <laughs> Um, so uh, you are a, a wonderful travel companion. You 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 are welcome to go with me anytime, anywhere. But I like to uh, take this little questionnaire because I think this stuff is fun. And so uh, I know you've listened to them before. Uh, are you ready? Have you ever thought about having your own five to drive? I've I've yes and no. I like, wonder. I have, but I have no idea what's coming. <laughs> I wonder how you guys come into it. For those of you that have heard, no, like now, Kurt, I knew. Kurt had his answers wrote down. Uh, like, I, it was crazy. Kurt was like, no, I've thought about this a long time ago. He was like, I just don't know what the five's going to be. So I like to do uh, something a little different with everyone. And um, I tried it not to do, but like, who's your top five comics? Uh, right. Magicians was different. But I do want to do comedy-based. And I want to start with your top five non-stand-up comedians that you think are really funny. 
So actors, any, anybody that's not uh, doing anybody. Stand-up. I mean, like you could be like Barack Obama is fucking hilarious. That dude, any any non stand up actor, um, singer, whatever, anybody that you think is funny. Again, I've already told you one entry on my list. Okay, Weird Al. Um, so I won't divulge the rest, but that gives you an idea. You've got a a, a hint to go by. Okay, uh, I love um, number one is is pretty easy. The the two guys from the the YouTube series, um, the Game Grumps. Um, Not familiar, but okay. It's uh, it's Aaron Hansen who has um, made his I mean, got his his fame from being an animator. Okay, um, has you know all kinds of YouTube videos with millions of video of gaming based. Yes. Okay, Game Grump sounds that way to me. Yeah, and and uh, Danny Sexbang, which is Dan Avedon, is actually in a comedy um, ba- duo band. Um, called Ninja Sex Party, which oh, is which okay. is yeah, it's Ninja okay, Sex I'm Party. Okay, still not yeah, familiar, yeah. but okay. Um, great band. Um, love Ninja Sex Party, but I mean, I watch these guys literally every single day. Um, <coughs> okay, but I, they, I, uh, I'm not familiar, but I like. They're just they're a let's play. They're like, hey, we're gonna, but they play like, they're playing like uh, Mario the Secret Rings right now. Okay, which I don't is do like too much. Old, I don't do too much video gaming videos. My son does while he plays video games. It baffles me, <laughs> but anyway, um, but I even my old crotchety ass has accepted the YouTube um, entertainment value. Right, and I there are some YouTube legends that I'm just now catching up to. Uh, that uh, you know, it's like turning grandma onto modern music. You know, like hey, let's check out grandma rage against the machine. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are some YouTube people like uh, I love Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, Big fan. Actually, they uh, the game groups have been on Good Mythical. Okay, Morning. then I, I might have seen them. But every time I make these lists for myself, I always have some honorable mentions that don't make it but pop up in my head. Rhett and Link were on mine. Um, and I just recently got into H three. Uh, Ethan oh, and uh, yes, H3 Ella. Is the best. Uh, <laughs> what I wouldn't do to uh, Miss Ella. Or uh, how's it? Ella? Is it Ella? Hella? It's like Hella. Yeah, yeah. And he's funny. He's he's weird, but he's funny, and I really like him. So I'm getting into some of these. So I'm not familiar with Game Grumps, and I don't do too much of the video game based uh, YouTube videos. I like, again, countdowns. I like a lot of that. Toy Galaxy is a big one for me. Watch Mojo. So I I like um, that shit. But okay. So the Game Grumps are definitely number one. Okay. As Um, As a unit, we'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I have some units again. Red and Link. Number two is also a unit, which is kind of odd. Um, it's actually my my dad and my sister. Okay, um, are both my sister. But my, not wow! I never thought about real people in my life. <laughs> Even when I made this list, that I'm a little bad. I never thought about so. He, I thought about like famous. I never. My dad is like um. Will we'll, we'll try so hard to make the joke that okay. it becomes funny. Okay. Um, my younger sister is just. I mean, I have two of them. My older sister, just never really, you know been that close but me and my younger sister are very close um and she she's hilarious just because i i see her as like my, my i always i have the jokes like i've got a dumb sister everybody does um yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's her okay um and she's i mean she's, does she get the joke like i make fun of my wife she, and she's, she's down she's with never it. seen me perform okay so she um, doesn't know she doesn't know that's awesome <laughs> um, I, I, i'm really baffled because i didn't think of that but i love that i love the personal yeah, answers that's I, why i do this I, that I'll, is a great i'll let mom in there too that, you Mom's know what that's, like, i do this occasionally ridiculous. that's a good answer i'm giving i'm giving the applause for that that's great <laughs> yeah. really really impressed with that okay great yeah, choice mom fa- yeah mom dad says uh, okay so the game grumps family um uh, this one's kind of kind of off the wall uh rick flair Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. Hilarious. Okay. He really is. Um. Uh. Like I don't like. I will put Ric Flair dash Dusty Rhodes. Okay. And like their, their promos against I, Stone each other. Cold made an honorable mention on mine. I'm a yeah. huge Stone Cold fan, and he's hilarious. So uh, yeah. Ric Flair is again a great answer. Um. 
Seth Rogen, um, which as far as I know, he's I like never done Seth Rogen. Um, no, but I know people I, are really polarized by him. I people, yeah, people love him or hate him. I like him. Um, I, I like that old crew, Jonah Hill. Yeah, the, the yeah. super bad boys. Yeah. I like all of them. Um, fifth is probably. I hate to say this, but just because uh, he's done stand up, but that's not necessarily what he's on for. Will Ferrell, which you, Will Ferrell, I don't consider stand up. Will Ferrell's yeah. a total valid answer. Yeah, yeah. No, he started did, did more improv when he started up as well. So. It, did Did you guys ever see he did an hour and a half special as oh, George W. Yes. Bush? That's one of my uh, favorite. I have things. not, but I know of it. Oh, I have not. My God, it's amazing. It's, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> we're dreams. When I can, when I came up with the idea for this list, Will Ferrell was the first example I came in. So I guess he has to be an honorable mention on mine if he was my first thought. But he didn't make my list. But Will Ferrell's a total value. Yeah. I, I think he's brilliant. If Jim Carrey wasn't such a dick, he would. Uh, he would I loathe Jim Carrey. So, so he sort of the He does <laughs> not uh, make my list at all. Um, now I do like Jim Carrey's um, non fire marshal bill roles. I like liar liar. I like. Um, uh, Shit. I like a man Bruce, on the moon. I like him in Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty's I, good. Fuck, no, it's Fire Marshal Bill as Noah. No. <laughs> um, God, and that's my problem. The mask is Fire Marshal Bill. Fucking Dumb, no, dumb and Dumb is funner because it's a little different, but it's over the top. So Dumb and Dumber is okay. Yeah. Uh, but I like Man on the Moon and stuff like that. Truman Show. I like any non-Jim Carrey role. Yeah, so but I hate him and my wife loves him and we fight about him all the time. Yeah, so I had... Okay. Uh, so I had Gang Will Grumps, Ferrell's totally fair. Game Grumps family. They have five Game Grumps family. Uh, yeah, Rick yep. Flair. Rick Flair. Um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. And, uh, that's great. Will that's Ferrell. great. Uh, I got to transfer here for a minute so I can get to my own list. <laughs> and even like new, sure new Will Ferrell stuff is just not it. I mean, I like, tell you what, I want to see. Uh, have any, either of you seen the movie he made totally in Spanish? No. Yes. Uh, what El Papito or something? Yeah, something like that. It was yeah. something real ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew it was something. Um, I haven't seen it, but I love like old school. Oh my god, he's so funny in old school. Oh, him and Step Brothers uh, and him Step and, Brothers semi, and Semi Pro. Semi Pro is actually really oh, underrated. That yes, is really funny. Yes. Um, and it's everybody because he surrounds himself with brilliance. Uh, everybody in his movies uh, are are just great. The yeah. whole cast, Justin Timberlake, and what's the the ice skating one? Uh, so uh, oh, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Yes. Yeah. No, he's great. Um, I, that was great. I did not like Anchorman two though. I, I've never seen either. Yeah, of them. I think they tried. You've seen either of them? Uh, I've never seen either. Oh, uh, you got to take him off your list. No, you're out. You're done. <laughs> you right, so first. you got another you gotta see the first one. No, no, you got to take him off. You call yourself a Will Ferrell <laughs> fan, and you don't even put Anchorman on your list. Now you're done. All right, come up with another one. You can have him as an honor. and you the best. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I can't believe that Anchorman one is so good. Have you seen two? Yeah, they, I think they tried too hard. Yes. Um, I'm afraid that that was Super Troopers 2, which I still have not seen. I've seen the first half, and it was kind of like that as well. Yeah, that's so. what I was afraid of. Uh, the worst example ever of that is Waiting 2. Oh, <laughs> is, well, that was straight to DVD. Yeah, it's crap. awful. <laughs> but like, it's one of those where like, nah, man, this is this is just like the cutting room floor of the first movie. <laughs> uh, but uh, So, all right, Will Ferrell's fine. Uh, Anchorman 1 is good. You definitely need to I, go see I, it. I've been like trying to. Like, <laughs> it's. Just, I think it's his best work. I think it's the most... Um, yeah. The Ron, most Will Ferrell work. Ron Burgundy. Right? Yeah. Ron Burgundy. I've yeah. seen a lot of like clips, and it's everybody: Paul Rudd, uh, yeah. uh, Dave Kirkner, Steve Carell. Uh, yeah, so I mean, everybody's well, the, uh, the, the, fucking group, yeah. Fred Willard. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Fred Willard. Fred, uh, my wife hates him. She literally said one time, and I, I quote her: 
as often as I can because it's hilarious. Her, it was the greatest dance I'll ever. Fred Willard's in all of the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, which I love. Yeah. Love them, love them, love them. She hates him, all from A Mighty Wind and his character where he goes, hey, what happened? Because I used to do that <laughs> to her unmercifully. Like it was my catchphrase for like two years, and she was, um, she was over it. And so she once said of Fred Willard, I want to shit on his face. Hell yeah. And so... <laughs> He's an anchor man. I love it. Uh, but anyway, so this was mine. I told you, number one, Weird Al. Uh, that was uh, definitely a big one that I thought was, again, he's so funny. If you ever watch an interview with him or listen to the director's commentary for UHF, he's just a fun guy. He's hilarious. Yeah. And he, I would I would love Weird Al stand-up. Yeah, so Weird Al is definitely a big one for me because it was a huge influence on me as a kid. Uh, it was Bobby Hill. I've said this before. So Weird Al <laughs> was big for me. Uh, number two. Uh, I know he does some stand-up adjacent things like um, uh, this is not happening on Comedy Central, but uh, Henry Rollins. Oh, okay. okay. Henry Rollins is brilliant and hilarious, and his spoken word, and he's funny. If you've never seen just an interview, go check it out. He's so good and smart, but he's so funny. If he just went and did stand-up, I'd be all over it. He would tickle the absolute shit out of me. Uh, and then I guess I this one might. Might disqualify me because uh, he does the the traveling shows, but I still think they're more like just spoken word. Is Kevin Smith? I uh, love Kevin Smith. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know he doesn't do stand up, but he does stand up style shows yeah. when he travels around. I I caught on to Clerks when I was uh, okay. I don't know early twenties maybe, and yeah. I worked retail and it was my life. Perfect, and I yeah. Uh, yeah, and I loved it and I changed my life. I always thought I was a Dante, and it turns out I'm a Randall. <laughs> and uh, once I learned to accept it, I was uh, much better off for it. And uh, so Kevin Smith, I absolutely love uh, everything he does. Uh, although I, there's some pieces I've missed here and there, but it's not his most important pieces. It's just some of the obscure stuff he did as of late, Trey. Uh, it's not his anchor man, as we should say. But like, I haven't seen like Red State uh, oh, and it Tusk. Is, it's fantastic. You got to see Red State. Really? Man. Yes. But Clerks and Mall Rats changed my life, so I love that. Uh, and then another one for me um, is is uh, kind of an obscure choice, but I love it. Uh, Bill Handel. Okay. Okay. Are you familiar? No. Bill Handel is a lawyer. Um, I guess I use that term loosely. Uh, who has a talk radio show? You catch on most talk radio uh, uh, channels, usually on Saturday or Sunday, and he does a talk show uh, where people call in. And his his tagline, to give you an example, is uh, "Handle on the law," where I give you marginal legal advice. Where basically I tell you you have no case. <laughs> That's his tagline. And people call in and dude, he's and he will give some like basic if you're if you're competent and even remotely can hold on to the bull because he's gonna make jokes. Dude, when Asian people call he's, he's you, what you're Filipino? Sing peelings for me. Sing peelings. And he'll make pee you know, nobody'll ever do it. He's like, Come on, sing it, you know, peelings. Nothing. And I don't know how you get them kicked off the air because it's like racist as shit. <laughs> but um like people call him, my neighbor's got this dog, man, and I put up a fence with the dogs barking, and I can't, can I do anything? Can I call the law on him? Can I take out a suit? And he's like, no, no, no. I tell you, I tell you what you do. It's, it's more trouble than it's worth. You're going to file a ton of paperwork. No no lawyer's going to, no, here's what you do. You get, are you ready for this? You're writing this down? All right, all right just listen. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Here's what you got to do. You got to get a, a porterhouse, a syringe, 
bottle of antifreeze, right? Go out in the middle of the night. Just inject the shit out like you're like you're fucking like he didn't say fucking because he's on the radio. Like you're Emerald Lagasse. Just inject that with the throw it over. Just kill it. Nobody'll know. You're done. All right? All right. No, you don't have a case. Goodbye. Click. And dude, he's hilarious. So bad. It is so bad. So bad and so funny. Uh, he picks apart everybody. I highly recommend it. Find it online. It has to be online and listen to it. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, and then for me, a big one, I think everybody would agree, Conan O'Brien. I love yeah, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Such a good sense of humor. Such a good uh, sport. I like his. I, I don't like his show per se, but when I come across clips of him, like at Guinness Brewery or hanging out with Flew Laborg, right. who was an honorary mention on my list. Flew Laborg, <laughs> if you don't know, is brilliant. Uh, are you guys familiar with Flula? No. He's this German guy that's on Conan all the time, and it's, he's a little sassy. He's really funny. He does yes. his own YouTube videos. You've oh, seen him yeah, now, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. Conan, yeah. We go drink beer, and he takes Conan to Germany for this one video, and they drink beer. He's like, no, don't look away, right? Here. It's a rude to look away. No, no, do drink right here. He's like, mm -hmm, we sing a song, yeah. and tickles me to death. Right. So Borg was an honorary mention for mine, but Conan O'Brien is hilarious. Wrote for The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live, and so I think he's great. So, so I need to make a redaction oh, on my list. A Five to drive first. We have never had a backtrack redaction. Please enlighten me. I'm actually. Who are we taking I, off? I'm bump. I'm bumping. I'm bumping real fair because to an honorary mention. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I'm actually moving it from one down to four. Everybody moves down one spot. I have a new number one. Because <laughs> it's honestly one of my favorite human beings of all time. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Is that, is that Terry will have to back me up on that. Terry will go to the judge. Is that accurate? Uh, yes. He's hilarious. Okay. He's, I don't know him. He's Marshawn. A, he was a go. running back for. Um, he played for the University of California. Okay. Uh, played um, for the Seattle Seahawks. He's the dude. If you've ever seen the video of the um, the the running back with the dreads that jumps in the end zone grabbing his dick. Was he on Madden last year? Mm, he, he, was, he was on the game. He was not on right the on the cover again. I I know I, I'm not a sports fan, but um I know uh, anybody that gets to like Peyton Manning status right. where you're making commercials, right? Where you're making news. I, I know right. that level. So I know anybody on the league. He he might have been on the league. He was on the league. Yes. Right. <sighs> yeah. Because what happens on the okay, league? Okay. The one of my favorite shows. I, uh, then I know him. Give me. Give me. There's an there's a an episode of the league. So in the Super Bowl. Marshawn Lynch is the biggest, beefiest, meanest fucking running back ever. Okay. Um, the Seahawks have it on the one yard line. Okay. With Marshawn, with his his nickname, <clears throat> self appointed is Beast Mode. Mm -hmm. Like he's I mean, Andre did Yeast Mode because he was doing the gluten free. Okay, right. I get so, it. Marshawn See again, Lynch, I put it in context, but I, now I'm putting that in context. I know Yeast Mode because he he tried to get Pete to go uh, gluten free. Yeah. Again, that's so, league. Anybody check it out? But please go ahead. So Marshawn Lynch is six foot. 240 pounds, just huge motherfucker, and they throw the ball. They throw an interception, they lose the game. Uh -huh. So all they, all you got to do is hand it off to Marshall, and that's it. That's all you had to do. Right. Give him the ball. He's going to, like, right. all 11 dudes could try to tackle him. It's not going to happen. In the league, there's a scene where they're all sitting on the beach, and he's talking to one of the guys. He's like, hey, man, he's like, hey, throw me, me the beer. It's talk no, like yeah. he's walking he, over he's there. Like, he's like, hey, nope, yeah, I got you. I'll just walk it over there. Yep, they go he's to like, no, I'll throw it. He's like, no, you can just hand it to they me, and I'll, I'll walk it over there. Yep, nope. <laughs> That's Marshawn Lynch. Uh, yep, uh, yep. Uh, Kevin asked for a beer and taco, and Marshawn Lynch is sitting there. Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't get the joke. I, did, I didn't yeah, get I'll, it. I'll just walk it over there. He's like, no, no, no I'll uh, throw it. It's like, no, that's a bad idea. And he clocks him right in the fucking head with it because Kevin can't catch it. It's not that he doesn't throw it. I mean, he nails him. He's like, so, so Marshawn Lynch is like 
<coughs> he, he's born and raised. Um, I mean, I, I'll talk about this all tonight, the football so. players that I saw on there were funny. Um, yeah. JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he was in a couple episodes. Isn't that right, JJ Watt? Yes, white guy, big white yeah. dude, yeah, fucking Big hilarious. Dude. He was in a couple episodes, and one of the funniest things ever. And then Matt Forte was on there. I remember yeah, oh, he yeah, was yeah. funny, uh, and of course Jim uh, McMahon, which I already knew. Jim, yeah. I, even so, I was aware of Jim McMahon already. So, so Marshawn is like an act. He's not crazy. I mean, he, ha- he actually has a diagnosed social anxiety disorder. He had the whole. Uh, he would refuse to talk to the media. Um, at the Super Bowl, it was like a fifty thousand dollar fine if he didn't speak to the media. So he I rem- he, he, took he walked the fine. on stage and was just like, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." He'd be like, oh, I remember that. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Again, he's, he's I know you one. when you make news. That's news. I remember that. Okay, I didn't know he's funny. I the only because those little clips you can't really tell. We, post I get post show, we will watch a video. <laughs> okay, all right. He's but, my uh, new number one. Yeah, everybody it, else there. He has legendary press it, conferences. Oh, good. good. Well, I just, that's funny. I just started watching the show Brockmire. I don't know if you watched mm-hmm. it. And and that's kind of a, a shitty meltdown on camera. But anyway, so I, if you're on the league, I would catch you here and there. But again, it's all in context, but I didn't know the person. Got that, it. That's that awesome. joke makes a thousand times more sense right. now. Okay. Uh, but the one I really remember again was Matt Forte and uh, J.J. Watt, uh, who was absolutely hilarious. Just, just hand it to me, man. I'll, I'll walk it over. I see, I didn't get it. I didn't yeah, get it. No, okay. Man, I'll just all throw right. it. Well, while we're on list making, uh, this will again, we have two ways to approach this question depending on the guest, and you can appreciate both. As you know, I am a deadbeat of comedy. I like being a deadbeat. I like the gang mentality. Yeah, I love the deadbeats. I like the stable for the wrestling fan. Yes, right? love it. I'm a fan of the fabulous Freebirds, the the Legion of Doom, the Click. Not my favorite, but I appreciate it. It's the same. I love the Four Horsemen, the fabulous Freebirds, the Von Erics. I love that. In comic book form, I love the Super Tube, the Justice League, the X-Men. I way prefer that over the uh, 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 single title. I like that. So for one night, you get your own Fantastic Four for mm-hmm. the comic book nerd, four horsemen, right. for the wrestling fan. Yes. What three living celebrities do you choose to fill out your four horsemen? So this is the one that I've actually thought about, um, and I've wrestled with it. I'm glad I got to use Ric Flair earlier. Yeah, I, he's, he's I, living. Yeah, okay. I would put him in this. Yeah, great. Great um, choice. My four or my three celebrities. Um, my first one is, is easy. Okay. Um, Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Um, my father is okay. Okay. absolutely 100% obsessed. Um, Good choice. I grew up with Sly. Uh, Loved all those cheese. I like the shit in the middle, Cobra. Yeah. And I so oh, yeah. love that shit. Cobra's so bad. <laughs> it's so good. So Trivia, real quick. That, uh, that do you know kinda, Cobra? Yeah, no, was Cobra. originally wrote as a sequel to Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. Uh, they wrote Beverly Hills Cop, and they wrote it for Sylvester Stallone. And he wanted to make it darker. Yeah. And he wasn't interested in the funny. So he took the script that was wrote for Beverly Hills Cop and it became Cobra. And Eddie Murphy became Beverly Hills Cop. Hmm. And it's everything's right with the world. I, I love both. Yeah. But Cobra is great. Love Cobra. Great. So I love that shit. Rambo. Yeah. Oh, my. Ah. So so Dad vaguely looked like him in the 70s and 80s. Huh? My mom and Dad's first date was Rocky Three. Okay. I mean, that, this, okay. This, Sylvester Stallone has played an intricate okay. role in my upbringing. I like it. My father owns every single Sylvester Stallone movie ever on DVD. And that's the only DVDs we have. Somewhere. If I can find it, I'll bring it and give it to you. I own a Rambo action figure from the 80s of Sylvester Stallone. Hell yeah. 
It's pretty terrible, but it's it's sentimental and it's an inside joke to you guys. You will appreciate. So right. that is that's great. I I would never have thought of Sly. Or that's but I grew up in Sly and Arnold movies right. galore. I love that shit. Yeah. So I grew up as a kid with that. So that's a great choice. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of that. I honestly, I, I that's that's great. I mean, that's, like, that's he that, he that's he seems fun. Me. It's easy. He's smart. He gets a bad rap. You know, people think he's stupid because the way he talks. Right, 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 well, yeah. you know, his face is paralyzed yeah. um, from childbirth. Uh, yeah. So it's it's like a mini stroke. Yeah, so. That's why, but people don't know that. And then, of course, now he's human growth hormone himself to look like a fucking prune, Uh, and so that's not helped. But um, before that, if you even go back to Rocky One, when he was a human, he seemed, but he like directed Rocky Two, I think, or Rocky Rocky One. Did he direct Rocky One? No, no, he he did not direct Rocky One. Wrote it. Wrote wrote it. He wrote Rocky One through Six. Yeah. Um, he did not. He. he was instrumental in the writing of Creed. I believe he. Reboot. I believe he directed the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, he's directed a lot. Staying alive. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually right. I think he directed Saturday Night Fever's sequel, which is not that great. I love Saturday Night he's Fever. A, he's a good director. Um, my second is um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was on my list. Yeah, that was on my list. Yeah. Just, just because. Oh, he's so I've, fun. As an adult, is I fell in love with Stone Cold watching old matches. <coughs> oh, um, I was there, baby. I got to watch the rise first. He was my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I actually, today, when I was lounging around the house, wore my Lance 316 shirt. I have a shirt that says Lance 316. Hell yeah. There's the skull in the back. Yeah. Hell yeah. You give me a hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, master, have you never heard I do a damn good Stone Cold Steve Austin impression? Because uh, I love him. Love him. So he was on my list. There's no way out. That's a great choice. Fantastic. Love um, that. My last one, I, I, I'm i going to reuse him. It's it's a tie. Yeah. Um, I want one of them to come for, like, the appetizer and okay. then leave. Um, wow. Okay, we'll allow that. We'll tag in. Yeah. No, we'll allow that. We play by the – see, here's the deal. Here's why I'm going to allow that. And wrestling fans only will appreciate this, but I will explain it for the non-wrestling fans. We call that playing by the – Freebird rule. Are you familiar with the Freebird rule? No. In the 80s, the fabulous Freebirds, which were fantastic, legendary, stable. If you're not yeah, familiar, Michael P.S. Hayes, yes. Doc Hendricks was a big member. And there was four to five of them at any given time, and they were great. They were the four horsemen. They were the redneck four horsemen. That's exactly yep. what they are. They yep. were the redneck four horsemen. Uh, they were in the, um, Texas doing the same thing the four horsemen were doing in Georgia. Michael PSAs was the Ric Flair. 100% Terry, you agree yes, on? Yes. Uh Bam Bam Gordy uh would be the the Bruiser, he would be the Barry Windham or the Sid Vicious of the time. Part I would even say maybe the Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson. Yeah. he would be the Arn Anderson. You had Jimmy Garvin who was yeah, Jimmy Garvin was fun. He was uh kind of Ric Flair-esque, but he was like an 80s uh almost a uh he was sassy. It was it was it was not gay, but it was it was it was Dusty Rhodes, which isn't a four horseman, right. but he was kind of Dusty Rhodes. That's yeah. that was, but he was pretty and and with his hair, right? So yeah. uh, he kind of played the Tully role, but he actually had personality, which Tully Blanchard never did. And then of course uh, you had uh, Ronnie Garvin's brother, James Garvin, was there for a while. They would kind of come in and out. Um, and I'm missing somebody. Uh, but anyway, so they did the same. And what they did was they created the Freebird rule. And what that said was any two could hold the title, but any two could show up to defend it. Hell yeah. And so we played by the Freebird rule here. Not too long back, we had a deadbeat drop out of a show because he got ill. And you know what? We went, fuck it. We're going on with the deadbeats we have. So we play by the Freebird rule. So right. we just get more time. We do whatever. So you can bring two people and sub out. We'll play that under the Freebird rule. I want. Um 
I think I, some wrestlers do that now. I don't know if anybody still plays the by that. I think the they've been doing yeah, that. New day, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, Peyton Manning. Um, is, is, I want him there for the appetizer. He seems fun. So the thing he seems with, like I was just a bro. Like, the, the thing with Peyton um, is that I've actually I've met him. No uh, shit. I've met him a few times. Really? My my father is on a first name basis with Peyton Manning. Holy shit! Um, Dad met Peyton when he was set when Peyton was seventeen. Um, Before UT. Well, he was ab- about to be a freshman. Huh. Getting recruited to UT. Right. Um, yeah, he was like he was. <laughs> He's all, not from Knoxville, though, right? No, he he's played from New Orleans. Orleans. That's what that's I thought. His dad, dad was played. a coach for the Saints. Well, he played for the Saints. Okay. Yeah. Again, I know little, very little. Yeah. I don't pretend. So, so dad met Peyton when he was seventeen. Um, my dad was a uh, he was a principal at a prison for thirty five years. Wow. At Morgan County Correctional. So uh, my dad graduated with um, Karen Oren, who is now Karen Cutcliffe, whose husband is David Cutcliffe, mm. who is the head coach at Duke. Uh, huh. Used to be the offensive – is famous for being Peyton right. Manning's offensive coordinator at UT. Okay, okay. Makes no sense to me, but um, famous for their field. Yeah. Yes. I get very David famous Cutcliffe for their field. Is, right. When I was looking at playing college ball, I said all growing up, like, I don't care if, if Alabama offers So he's a, a coach at, at the school, at Patrick Duke. Duke. Yeah. So again, he used to coach at UT. But that's yeah. in, like, the Bobby Knight, Philip Fulmer. That's, like, famous coaches yeah. that in the league. Yes. Got so, it. Got um, it. Got it. All in context. Got it. So, uh, dad, like I said, dad went to high school with, with Coach Cutcliffe's wife. Um, so Coach Cutcliffe had troubled, quote-unquote, players that would come in. <laughs> And mm-hmm. Coach Cutcliffe would bring them to the prison and be like, "Hey, if you don't get like your fucking shit yard? together, no, 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 it was it, like scared straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> bikes, twenty bikes, bikes. Here's why I yell bikes. <laughs> if that doesn't make sense to you, Tom Segura bikes. Look it up. You'll Tw- you'll thank me for it. Twenty years before scared straight's a thing. Okay, got it. Um, they were doing this in Morgan County. Uh, so Dad met Peyton when he was seventeen. And Dad told because Peyton didn't didn't start his first. Game. He wasn't a four year star. He was. Mm-hmm. Um, he he rode the bench his first three games at UT. Um, dad, after meeting Peyton for the first time, seventeen year old kid, Dad said, "That's going to be the best quarterback that ever played there." Really? Like Dad, he said, "I, I mean, it happens. Feel it. You, you know, know, I know people are like, no, no, I knew before, but like somebody did. Like I know a lot of people are bullshitting, but somebody did. So, That's cool. So my house, uh, both our garages." Um, my bedroom and my mom and dad's house is covered, <laughs> covered with um autographed Peyton Manning memorabilia. Nice. Covered, and it's not like dad can't just call up Peyton. It's right, like, right, right. But, but they, they do pass cross each, paths. They pass each other on the street. He'd be like, "Dad, I, I've right, seen him." Right, be like, right. "Hey, Peyton, you been to the prison lately?" And he'll like turn around and be like, "What's up, David?" Right. No. And okay. He, I mean, well, I mean, like for celebrities, they are real human beings. They do meet us normal human beings, and it does that. Like we know Kane. Uh, Glenn yeah. Jacobs is a family friend of ours. I've said this before. Yeah. My mom worked with his wife, yeah. and so we have a legitimate connection to somebody who is larger than life. Yeah. But we have a legitimate and awesome Knox County Mayor. We're yeah. big round. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. politically with with Glenn. He's a great, great human being. He's a great actor. I love his character. So yeah. I, I, I think it, people don't understand. Look, how, oh, you, how do you know him? Well, his wife, yeah. right, worked with him. my mom. And so Glenn hung out. Glenn, actually, and uh, his lovely wife, Crystal, paid for the uh, the tombstone that is the marker for my daughter's final resting place. So we have a lot to thank this family for. Yeah. We have a, a, not again, really, but we have autographed cane stuff. So we yeah. know the dude who yeah. is famous for this. But that's awesome. So I so, know how those connections yeah. work, and they're, so, they're cool. Um, so, yeah, like 
Peyton Manning has no idea. He seems fun. I, am, I he, like his jingles. He's not. Hmm? Dad and Peyton Manning actually had a quarrel. Not a no, quarrel. Man. Dad uh, pretty much, like, he was still a fan. Yeah. A dad, like, always, like, all growing up, the only team I was allowed to like were the Colts, Colts and then right. the Broncos. Okay. That was it. Um, and I'd be like, I like the Ravens because Ray Lewis killed a guy, and that's cool. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know if that's a good reason, but, but you know. I mean, no, I had no idea. Like, I'd be like, I like the Ravens. He'd be like, Ray Lewis I got into a hockey guy. for a while. I tried to be a sports fan, and I got into the St. Louis Blues because it was a music reference. Yeah, and that's, that's as far good. as I got. Like, And I liked it. I got a jersey. Yeah, dude, I own a sports jersey. Oh, um, People don't see that out of me, but I do. So, basically, we went to um, D1 is a gym here in Knoxville. Okay. Open, and Peyton like, got paid money. And, like, I don't even know if he got paid but Will Bartholomew was one of his teammates at UT. Opened uh-huh. this this gym where, all, where Tim Tebow trained his strength cool. in D one. This is a, a serious. Gym. Are they like a series or is it like a, it, a I, franchise? They've, they've got a. I have no. Like idea a gold or is there only the one? No, there's there's a couple. There oh, was yeah. a couple in Knoxville. Cool. I never heard of it. Um, but he was there for it, and Dad was just like, "Hey, uh, got with <coughs> Coach Cutcliffe and was just like, hey, Peyton's gonna be at D one. If you want to come, you know, say, hey, at this point, he's a Super Bowl champion. Right, like, of course. Or was about to be a Super Bowl champion. Right. I was like 10. Okay. Um, And dad, like, tried to speak to him twice, got cold shouldered. Mm. I had a jersey, like, that was mine. Right. He was like, hey, it was like, hey, Peyton, like, had a shower. I was like, hey, man, like, would you, would you sign my jersey? He's like, nah, kid, like, I've got, I'm, oh. I'm busy right now. And dad, so dad's has been pissed ever um. since to where he's like, man, we, we, we somewhat know each other, and that's my kid. Uh, he, I mean, still, still a lifeline. That fan. sucks. So I would tag well, okay. it. I would tag out Peyton Manning okay. for the man, the myth, the legend, Marshawn Lynch. Okay. That's I just I want to hang. Man, they took Marshawn Lynch to fucking Scotland. And, we'll just we'll watch it later. Okay. We'll right. Watch it later. That's a great. That's a, that's a great one. I like this. So you've got a wrestler, a football duo, and then you kick it off with. Who's your first one? Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. The Again, man, that was great. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Good choice. Okay, so I I always laugh that I, I I'm not what I appear to be. I, I people have an image of you. You know, you, we talked about this earlier yeah. about having an image, and uh, so I I tend tend to be a man of many dumbass things that don't work with me. I have lots of weird tastes. Right. The guilty pleasures. I love teeny bop music i love right. bad movies and disco and all kinds of bad shit and so i love a guilty pleasure what's your guilty pleasure what's the thing nobody knows you do and you know you should be embarrassed of liking it if they knew you did uh stand-up comedy no i'm joking right. yeah, uh, no. see that. uh Glee, Glee, okay, love. that's that's fair. Again, I fair. admitted my love for the, musicals. The, I, the same, well, believe it or not, the same girl that got me into stand up comedy. Yeah, um, through college, we like we're still hanging out. She's like, yeah, we don't have anything. In common Is the story anymore. any good? Yes. Is it? Oh my god, it's high school drama, right? I, I could watch Glee tonight. Okay, right? I mean, I I'll get, I may give it a shot, but it's high school drama. Is that right? It's it's high school drama. Um, well, what's terrible is like the main character on the show is the girl is Rachel with the girl with the big nose, big nose and big ass. and her boyfriend who was the quarterback. Is that the gay di- guy who died in real life? Yeah, yes, yeah. Died, Any like, gay in real life or is he gay on no, the show? No, they he was actually quote unquote dating the his oh, co-star. I, I heard it, but you I don't never know, know if that's real or, right. or just for ratings or whatever. But probably Glee, um, in in musical theater. Okay, um, just, that's a good. I, I give. I, yeah. I, I, that would be on my. I'm go, that would be on mine if I had to make um, a list. And then 
apart from that Ninja Sex Party. Okay, um, I'll give that a shot. I've never checked it out. Terry's familiar with that, but not it's the. Pretty uh, funny, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Okay, good one, good one. So again, I like to get real. You know, we talked earlier that I really appreciated the personal aspect of you picking your family. You know, which is great. I think that's awesome. And so I like to get real. And so we take an emotional roller coaster for a minute. We're going to take a, a little dip dive and we'll come back at the end. And I like to, to, to let people know that, you know, again, I think uh, uh, the legacy you leave is important. So someday when you're not here and you have to leave a final legacy for people to be remembered uh, of who you were, mm-hmm. what do you want carved on your tombstone? What do I want carved on my tombstone? Yeah. What do you want your... Your your legacy there to be in one short little summation. Uh, that's such a great question. I know, I love it. I'm 23. I've not thought about death yet. Yeah, you don't have to think about death. You just have to think about the legacy. You know. Um. Someday you hope to achieve that. Leave that legacy. Yeah. Oh, just uh, the here lies Trey Pack. Um, he died trying to make you laugh. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's honorable. It's honest. It's noble. It's good. It's good. Uh, I, I I answered mine a long time ago. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to it, see exactly how I worded it then. But um, I think I may like to substitute mine um, from uh, to uh, keep on trucking, I think, maybe. I saw <laughs> that on a, a sample tombstone once at a tombstone store. I don't know if that's what they're called, but it gets <laughs> the point across. Um, we have one in my hometown right on this weird turnaround, and they have, like, sample tombstones out there. And they had this one, and I'll never forget it. It was large for like the two um, things, you know, like where you have two people buried together, but it wasn't, didn't have two, but it had the ability. It had a rebel flag on it, and it had a, a, an 18 wheeler coming out of clouds. I'm not making any of this up, That's I promise beautiful. you. And at the bottom, it had carved keep on trucking. And it's always inspired me. That's so great. Um, you know, but I, I, it's not really my legacy to leave because it's a ripoff, but I love it. I take it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I had a, I mean, I've had not necessarily a catchphrase, um, but like something I've, I don't know if it, it would go on my tombstone or not, but it'd be close. Mm-hmm. And just, um, just stay low and keep your feet moving. Which stay is a, low. And keep your, it's, and it's keep a your football feet term because as an offensive lineman, if you stand straight up yeah. and don't move your feet, you're going to get put on your ass. That's, uh, that's brilliant and simple. That's good. I like that. Stay That's low, a great Stay answer. low, keep your feet moving. Stay low, keep your feet moving. That ranks right up there when Kurt Keller told me that if you can read faster than the customer, you'll make a great salesman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. So let's end on a high note, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll drive this episode home, and we will hopefully see Trey Pack at any of his mini shows because we want to. He's a beautiful comedian, and when he's not out making you laugh. And he's not out taking your ID. What's your happy place? Where do you like to be? If you've got so you've got paid, you've got no worries for that day. We'll worry about tomorrow later. And you could be wherever you want to be to make yourself happy. Where's your go to? Where do you want to be? Where's your choice? It's Trey's day. You're off. No commitments to anybody. Where does Trey go? What's Trey's happy place? It's so cheesy. It's so they all bad. are. Every um, an, anybody who's ever answered it worth the shit. They all were, and that's the beauty. We're all so similar. It's it's a scene. It's not a scene, but it's it's not just a, a particular. It is a place. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, pulling um, into Sassy Ann's and oh. seeing that the parking lot's full. 
and walking in and seeing that you're not be only the is, first guest to make me cry. Not only is the parking lot full, but you walk in and all the people are excited that you're there and that they're there for the show. I, I, I honestly, man, I don't, I don't, I don't that's, mean to take a turn. We're supposed to cry on the tombstone one because that's <laughs> the pretty one. The happy place, everybody's answer is sitting at home with my kids or fishing or whatever. But that's 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 a little inside baseball, and to to fill anybody in on on the, the how emotional that happy place is, it's a local bar legend, Sassy Ann's. It's a uh, it was a whorehouse once upon a time. It's got this great beat up rustic vibe. You can smoke inside. I know it's polarizing, but here's the deal. As a comic, that's great because people don't leave to go smoke in the middle of your set. And as an old coot, it's the way a fucking bar should smell. (laughs) If you don't like it, go to TGI Fridays. (laughs) This place serves alcohol, hepatitis, comedy, and that's it. And so I don't care. I'm not, you know, so that's just to me. I love it. It had this great vibe and everybody was there. And it's the first place I personally, um, I felt like I killed. It was the first time I went and I walked off stage going, I hit every beat. Every joke went just the way I could it have been better. But yes, but where I'm at, every beat, this was great. I got hit before I got back to my, my table to ask to feature. I first featured. It was just important to me. And I love it, so, and so I appreciate it. But for those that don't know, it's a bar, and recently it is closed, and that's why I said it's sad. And so I want you to know how honestly I almost teared up when you said it about your happy place. It is a beautiful place. There's a, I mean, I, I told you this on the way to Florida, but I mean, it's um, when I first, it's, I mean, encouragement yeah. to any comic. Um, one of my first sets I ever did at Sassy Ann's um, was uh, Jake James hosting. I love Jake James. We do, we do. JMB's DLC right here on Stage Diver Network. No, don't, not Jay, but Jake James. Oh, Jake James. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also a friend. I uh, love, love the man. Yeah. He's very funny. And he was the host for a long time. Yes. And then the comedy show got turned over to you, and you became the host. Yes. And so, again, for you, those of you who don't know, we didn't get too much into that, actually, yeah. funny enough tonight. But Trey was the host of a, uh, a an open mic here in town that we all love dearly that is now closed. And so that is uh, why. Uh, so Jake actually booted me off stage after two minutes. I was eating shit. Your first time? Not my first. It was one of my first times there. Um, <coughs> way to go, asshole. And it was like, well, no, no, no. Like, I, I appreciate him now for no, it. No, I mean you. Way to go, yeah. asshole. Like, way to uh, eat shit. Like, come on, man. So Write a good set or get off. he booted me off stage. And good then, for him. And then a year and a half later. Good for him. I'm, glad you did. I'm, I, I'm in, like, when I think of my, my happy place, like I mm-hmm. said, pulling in all the people there. Is stand. We have a packed house. I'm standing at the stairs, and Jake James and I'm cr- like crying, yeah. and Jake's um, officially saying, "Hey, you know, I'm done. Right. It's trade room." I, I'm a real emotional guy, so those are all those moments. Um, I will cry at the drop of a hat. I'm a girl, I, oh, and so you you telling this actually brought it brought me to a tear. I think that is beautiful, and I miss it too. And so I'm right there with you. And I don't want to end on a sour note, but I, I do uh, I do love uh, that as an answer. That is fantastic, Trey. You have been fantastic. Uh, I, I I 
you, again, I think you're the first guest to even remotely almost make me cry. Now, again, keep in mind for for those of you who who want to make sure that I will cry at the drop of a hat. Like I was no, watching, I've just been firstly catching up on Parks and Rec. I've never watched it before. Um, oh, I was so crying. Cool. Yeah, I cried today when uh, Ben proposed to Leslie. Yeah. Uh, so I start crying. So I'm a wiener. I'm a wiener. So yeah. again, don't don't think, oh Jesus, I broke him. No, I cry. Like uh, uh, yeah. Ernest goes to camp, dude. <laughs> Gee, I'm glad it's raining. Waterworks. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Fucking waterworks, yeah. uh, but he could hold in the washtub like I lose my shit. But uh, so that was a great, great story. It, it really got to me, and I want you to know that I will never, ever, 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 ever not love you for what you do and what you bring to uh, our local comedy scene. Yeah, so whatever sure. you go on to do, I know you're hosting the Broken Branch. Whatever else you get to get on Friday. You will see me there because I love your shows. I love being with you. You are absolutely one of the, um, I think, honestly, the realest people that I've ever been around in comedy. Um, you're fun. You're you on and off stage. You're a great comic, great travel buddy, and an excellent guest. We love you here on Stage Diver Network with Debbie Radio. Yeah, so thank you. Guys you. Too, man. I appreciate it. Thank um, you. We will get uh, Terry to place out. Terry, as always, thank you for being here. And as I like to say every episode, I have a uh, a. a, 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 a a real need, I think, to let the audience know that they're what matters most. Yeah. I have great guests. I have great producers. I have uh, uh, oh, a show that I think is entertaining. But you know what? If people aren't there to listen, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And my philosophy for a crowd uh, applies to my audience because um, a crowd and an audience are just platforms. They're the same thing. Uh, you can't react live, but that's better. You guys can't heckle me on radio. You can call and try. <laughs> but a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. Yeah. But a comic yeah. without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. Exactly. And so uh, we couldn't do it without the audience, but uh, it's been fun. doing. We'll see you guys next time. Debbie Radio, yeah. Stage Diver Network. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So tell me, when you took the practice scholastic aptitude test, did you know the answers or did you guess? You were like gimmicks to amuse your fans and act all urban to jack up your sound scheme. What's the matter with you? How come you write monosyllabically? Is that to be shrinking your entire vocabulary? The style's like garbage cans meant to be taken.